I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. All out of bubblegum. slightly incriminating stuff just watch that but otherwise (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, well I'm always incriminating myself on the podcast I have to encourage my kids not to listen so they don't like dad what's that stuff you're talking about getting high and stuff like oh that's just a thing that I do for the show I just pretend it's just the character I play (laughs) don't worry about it my eyes always look like this (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's the cold yep yeah Thank you for tuning in to Who Will Survive. This is episode 8, and we have a special episode planned for you. Uh, Before we get into what we're going to talk about, why don't we introduce uh, first my guest, or, well, not my guest, but my regular host, getting ahead of myself, and I'm already introducing the guest. (laughs) Uh, The uh, the other host of the show is Marco. How's it going, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. And uh, with us is a special guest. You may know him from the Little Pod of Horrors or from his multiple guest spots on several other shows on the Legion Podcast Network. None other than the Boz. Oh, How's it no, going, careful, buddy? careful, careful. Just Boz. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too close to the Baz, and then we might get in trouble. Because right. He's, we don't want to get yeah. sued for likeness. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, yes. yeah. So uh, the, the reason that you ended up 
uh, kind of with us for this show today was because I had seen your post um, about uh, the movie Deathgasm, and we had had this idea of doing a show involving Deathgasm. So yeah. I sort of hit you up and uh, said, hey, I, I think that I saw you said you liked this movie a lot, and um, you corrected me and said that I had spelled the name wrong. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and also corrected me in saying not that you liked the movie, but that you in fact loved the movie, and that you would love to join us to talk about it. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I mean, I uh, will. I will take any any opportunity to talk about this movie because I've kind of taken this ungiven mantle upon myself. Mm-hmm. Nobody's asked me to do it. I've just right. sort of adopted the role of the international ambassador for Deathgasm is the best movie in the world ever made. No argument. I agree. That's kind of where I'm at with it. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of like my... uh, I've taken sort of a similar mantle on the movie Turbo Kid, which I know you said you were also a a big fan of. I saw it the same weekend, and I was like, this movie is unassailable. And then they played Deathgasm, and I was like, nope, sorry. (laughs) Turbo Kid is great, but it's not (laughs) metal. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's, right, right. Th- there's definitely a lot of shared DNA with the, the two movies. Yeah. Uh, they kind of play in that same swimming pool as each other. Or mm. it's uh, sort of, uh, ch- you know, cheeky comedy, but it's a lot of uh, insane gore effects and stuff. Yeah. So. And they were my, that was my one and two movie for that year. Easily. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. That's a good <laughs> year right there. It was. <laughs> uh, but uh, so why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your show or shows? That you uh, that you have going on uh, from time to time these days. Time to time, yes. <laughs> uh, the the ongoing struggle that is trying to get a show out. Um, yeah, a little pot of horrors has been running for years now. Um, I, I, eight-ish, maybe. I don't know. We kind of lost track. But you, to look at the number wow. of episodes, you wouldn't think it was that long. Uh, yeah. So it's me, my good buddy Gogzy, who lives in Indiana, and my other good brother, or my buddy, my I call my brother from another mother, uh, Timo, who lives in Finland. <laughs> wow. Okay. So uh, getting the three of us together can be challenging, but yeah. We yeah, just, sure. Um, we've recently decided that really our podcast is a modern horror podcast because we are shit at watching the classics and we go, oh, you must see this film. It's a classic. And I watch it and go, meh. And then I upset sure. them. <laughs> so <laughs> sure, we're sure. more about what's new, what's coming, what have we just seen. I go to a lot of festivals every year. I spend a lot of money doing that because I love doing that. Um, sure. So I see a lot of things quite early. Um, and I just love to get in there and sort of tell people, oh, this one's coming out, this one's coming out, and, you know, just being able sort to... Sort of a heads-up pod- podcast, like, right? yeah, like yeah. what's current events going on right now? Yeah. Sure. What, up and coming. Cool. I like that. That's but awesome. there's still a shit ton I miss uh, every... Because there's oh, so sure. many films coming out every year, and that's Absolutely. why I love this horror community, because you'll hear stuff on other people's shows that's come along, and oh, that sounds awesome, I didn't even know about that, and then we all managed to pick up on the same ones eventually <laughs> so sure sure yeah yeah um, we definitely f- kind of find ourselves playing in that same realm too of uh, uh of covering more modern stuff than old stuff it seems like because the old stuff has kind of been beat talked to death about too, so to many so times yeah. 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 yeah 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 and i think for us is they're, they're the people who talk about the old stuff like if you want to talk about slasher movies you've got the guys like the exploding heads podcast like i ain't like if you want to hear about someone who knows their shit Listen to them. I'm not going to piss on that parade. That's not my business. Right. Absolutely. I will recommend you over there, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. But, you know, so it's, I, I suppose we want our little niche in the world. But at the end of the day, ours is, it's flippant. We try and be comedic. And mm-hmm. it's an opinion-based show. We are not experts. 
uh, with, right. you know, with a lot of people know what date this happened, who directed it. I mean, I'm shit at remembering names for anybody. So <laughs> it, it really is just how, how it rolls, how it flows. And that's what we do. And then obviously, um, after getting involved with Legion Podcast Network, the awesome bunch there, um, I ended up doing a podcast with The Witch, who does Witch versus a Doomsday Clock, and Court mm-hmm. from Cinema Psyops. And we do a show which is hmm, supposedly monthly, and uh, that's called <laughs> Obsessive Cinema Discourse. And we pick a film and we just tear it apart and pick on the little bits that bug us, like that glass was half full in the last shot and now it's full in this shot, that kind of thing, but in a not an annoying, nerdy kind of a way, but hopefully in an entertaining kind of way. So Sure, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah, in a respectful exactly. manner. Yeah. You're not dicks about it as much as just <laughs> pointing out the not so obvious. Right. Yeah. So. We, we try to That's be donkeys more than dicks, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Better to be an ass than a dick, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking before the show, and you had said that you have kind of been kicking around podcasting for about 13 years now? I I think so. Nice. <laughs> it's been a nice. long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm involved with it. My Little Pot of Horrors is on Simply Syndicated, which is... okay. Um, it simply syndicated was around before podcasts were in iTunes mm-hmm. um, and they are who hooked me into podcasting changed my life I, I could bore you sure. for three hours about the things I've done the people I've met, I've met the friends I have all over the world all because of podcasting I mean okay, it's sure. been the most positive experience of my life and I, <laughs> I would just gush about it to anyone but yeah but that's all... encouraging to hear yeah, honestly yeah. well yeah especially us as new guys Mm. Yeah, you you get to meet like you guys now. Like after today, you are in my category of imaginary friends, and there is no greater pleasure (laughs) than being able to drop, take you off that list, and put you on the friends list when you've met face to face. Yes, (laughs) very cool. Yeah, so that's what we called it for years. Um, uh, Gogsy, who I podcast with, I was podcasting with him for three or four years before I ever met him face to face. Um, Right. When we met face to face, it was the most natural thing in the world. There was no weirdness. Yeah, it, it's incredible. Um, and that's happened to me countless times. I've worked on film sets. I've done all kinds of stuff just because of people I've met through podcasting. And oh, just great. brought me into contact with creative people, fascinating people, funny people. And because you, you've you kind of come together with shared interests in the first place, sure, you've got common right. ground. Um, right. Yeah, it was like with Duncan from the podcast Under the Stairs. Um, I listened to him on his podcast. I was like, my God, we share a brain apart from when it's surreal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So so when you meet someone like that, it's like, it's not difficult because you're already thinking along similar lines, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, um, it's been, you know, just as, as I said, of us being new guys and when you're new and you're starting out and you're asking people questions or you're, uh, you know, talking about, like having them come on your show or whatever and you're like well i don't really want to bother you but uh you know if, if you want to be on the show and you know people are always so willing hmm. to participate in everything because they they share that common interest with you so it's not like you're bothering them you're just asking them to be a part of your same fandom that they have you know mm-hmm. exactly and most of us are massive narcissists no that was a joke i'm jumping <laughs> <laughs> but i'll give you an example you though, right yes. last last week um uh, a friend who I've met, this will be the second time I've met him, uh, was okay. over in London from California. <laughs> so right. we, we wow. went and met him at a pub. And then uh, a few people joined us. Someone came down from Leeds in the United Kingdom four hours away. Um, mm-hmm. And then this other lady who I met <laughs> the other week at a Star Wars VR experience in London, just there. 
Sure. And I'm putting the kit on and the headset, and she turns to me and she says, are you Boz from Simply Syndicated? I was like, no me, fuck, what? I like, scared the <laughs> shit out of me. And it, I talk about random. She'd been listening to my podcast yeah. for six years from Holy Greece. Shit. Just moved to wow. the UK three months ago and in a city of eight million people ended up standing <coughs> next to me in the queue. And I'm like, That's that, crazy. that is the freakiness of podcasting. Like that's, <laughs> that blew my tiny little mind. So when the guys that's came over awesome. from California, it's like, come to the meetup, meet the other people you've been listening to for years. Mm-hmm. And that's how the communities grow. Um, it's, mm. I love it. Sure, love sure. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about uh, Paul and I have said this before, where the horror community is a lot of, uh, a lot more friendlier than other communities that we've been experiencing. You know, especially like you mentioned Star Wars, and that brought me uh, brought it into my mind where, you know, Star Wars community and fandoms are very toxic to one another, but also very brotherly. But what? um, the but the horror community seems to have a universal kind of attitude towards each other. Mm. You know, and. Uh, because it's funny because it's like if you hate something, not hate something, but if there's a movie that's not that good, we all understand why. Yes. And we all understand why it is good at the same time. So I don't know. It's, mm. it's a weird thing, but very cool at, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. There's not as much of uh, like a, a fervor for a hatred or a love of, of things like, you know, whatever your favorite movie might be. Um, take Deathgasm, for example. If somebody was like, well, I just, I don't like it. And then they had valid reasons why they didn't like it. You would go, okay, well, that's fine. I can, I can respect your opinion. Yeah. You're wrong. You have, but I can, you're, you're, yeah, you're yeah, exactly. That you're opinion. wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you you have that. reasons yeah. for it, but they're, they're bad reasons, but they are <laughs> <Right>. reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same thing for me and Turbo Kid. So I understand right. that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's not like. Well, fuck you! I'm gonna block you, and I'm gonna post. Right. I'm gonna post shit like you know, saying that you got a tiny dick, and <laughs> you know, say that your mother sucks dicks, and right. Photoshop that's your we, head onto. That's what we deal that, with on know. a daily basis on Star Wars. It's like it's right. it's upsetting. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's good and bad with that for sure, but we definitely sure. don't need any more bad with our hobbies than there already right. is in our daily lives. So. No, right, right. right. So, yeah, we appreciate guys like you or like Bo being our first guest on the show. Um, you know, all the people that I've already recorded with for my other mm-hmm. uh, Friends Till the End shows where I just pick, you know, people to interview that have never really worked with me before. So, mm. uh, and everyone's so willing to participate and answer questions and help out and share their story and give you encouragement and whatever. So, it's a very supportive environment. And, and you know, the horror discourse tends to be more friendly which yeah. is nice that you know we can have different shows like the ones that you guys do where you cover more modern stuff guys that cover old stuff and everyone kind of picks their thing and they they do it you know well to a to their level of ability so hmm. it's uh it's been nice to be a part of so we appreciate yeah, it yeah definitely excellent and we, uh, what i've heard so far you're doing a great job so um oh thank I'm you happy to be able to support thank you this episode anyway <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> hey, you're our second ever guest Wow, really? So, oh. Well, yeah, I'm it's only honest. our eighth episode. <laughs> so <laughs> so we're, we're still pretty young here. Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, so the, when we had Bo on last time, um, we did a thing where we had people bring uh, a trailer for an upcoming movie that they like, uh, you know, are expecting to come out this year, something that they liked uh, the way that mm-hmm. it looked or the way that they thought that it was going to turn out so hmm. we asked you if you had something in mind and then we picked out a couple ourselves 
So why don't we start with your trailer first? There's something out there, and I think it's just killed my boyfriend. Oh, calm down, dear. No need to worry. You're safe now. We don't often get visitors, do we, boys? So how long have you guys lived here? Hello, Keeper Cop. It's Jade speaking. It's a good job for us, this one. I know, big house, big job, big money, I get it. Don't panic. Hello? The carpet fitters? Anyone home? Slice of this pie, it's chicken, I think. Spit it out. What? There is a human nipple in the pie. <coughs> we know you're in there, gentlemen. What do you want from us? We're intending to have you for dinner. <sighs> now what? Weapons. Weapons? Have that. I'm not working now, mate. Use it to defend yourself. Stay back. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I was trying to think, because there's there's a lot coming up, obviously, but I thought, well, I'll try and go with something a bit more obscure that perhaps isn't yes. going to get the big push coverage uh, yeah. that other films will get. Sure, sure. This, this was a short movie I saw two years, two or three years ago at the Mayhem Film Festival here in the UK. And okay. Um, I think it was Mayhem, or was it Night of the Dead? I don't know. Anyway, uh, it was one of these shorts packages they play, and it won it won Best Film for that festival, uh, Best Short Film. Okay. And it was hilarious. And it's called uh, Cannibals and Carpet Fitters. <laughs> nice. Great name. Some carpet fitters going to an old stately home. That it's a bit weird, and there are cannibals, and... <laughs> Things things get killed with those little machines that they put in the corner to like push the carpet into the gripper rod with their knee. Yes, you know those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The carpet stretcher. Yeah, get stretcher. Yeah. So the, the the sense of humor in all of it was just fantastic, and I loved it. And then yeah. uh, I found out on Facebook that they were going for feature length. They got a budget. They started production. So it's like brilliant. Um, yeah. Then just okay. It, I don't. It sounds so bloody egotistical, this, but this is just the random shit that happens in my life, right? So, <laughs> I've got a friend who works at a film production company. He's my friend because of podcasting, like all this other stuff I mm -hmm. said. Sure. Mm -hmm. I had no idea, but he worked on this movie, 
and I saw a post on Facebook and said, just seen the premiere of this film at this segment. What? I, you couldn't have... I, I do a horror pod. You could have taken a plus one. And he's like, no, I couldn't actually, but... And <laughs> 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 you fucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he's yeah. not even a horror fan. And he worked on this movie. I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so at that point, I thought, yeah, brilliant. So I watched the trailer and... Um, it looks like the, the feature length is going to be just more of the same fun. It's got a great sense yeah, of humor, yeah. great guys who've made it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's getting uh, its festival premiere in London, I think May. I can't remember where it was. I saw it on Facebook. So I'm hoping sort of middle of this year we're going to get a release for it. Um, nice. And you'll know when it happens because Little Pot of Horrors Facebook group is going to spam the shit out of it. And so everybody goes to see it. Um, oh, hell yeah. Because it's nice. Now it's supporting a friend, and I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> so. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just nice because I uh... already loved the property because I'd already seen the short, so they already had me at hello. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. What did you uh, What did you think about this one, Marco? Oh, when I saw the trailer, um, the first thing I'm like right up my alley, and especially ca- captivates you with the name, right? Right. Um, but anything with cannibals, I'm there. That's all you got to say. Sure. And then especially adding the like you know the humor to it and it, it and the, like i said when a when a movie like this doesn't take itself that serious and it goes for over the top uh you know that kind of horror where it's funny but yet gr- it can be gross and it has a like a subject matter like cannibalism uh, what can go wrong sure. i'm like seriously what can go wrong I, i'm in for a good time i really want to see this and i'm i'm hoping that it's it, it makes its way out to the states mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. somehow um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure the VOD independent at least market will be or, out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. Like, yeah, like I'm really, really anxious to see it. Yeah, especially watching that trailer, man. I, <laughs> so like, hook this. Is, this is like when people say, "What kind of horror movies are you in?" I'm like, "Well, here, here's one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, this is it. This is the epitome <laughs> of what I'm into." Yeah, you know? I could tell. Right I always away said monsters. <laughs> right, <laughs> I always said monsters, but you know, hey, cannibals are a sort of a monster, right? Oh, definitely. So. Yeah. <laughs> Especially so like the, the backwoods cannibals like that where they're, oh, God. they're kind of yeah. more grotesque and not fully human almost. You know? mm. Fully developed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I, I liked your, uh, you, you pointed out your favorite line about uh, that the guy was eating the pie and then uh, he says he said, uh, something about there's a, a human nipple in the pie. He's like, yeah, it tastes said, funny like chicken or something. He's like, dude, stop eating it. There's a human nipple in the pie. That's the greatest line <laughs> ever. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Do yourself a favor and Google this trailer. Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube for sure. Yeah, and, and you'll have fun with it. Yeah, yeah I th- I think um, it definitely looks like it has that that UK horror comedy sensibility, which yes, I am uh, a fan of a lot of that stuff too. So, oh, a hundred percent. I think uh, I think I'm gonna like this one as well when it comes out. So we will definitely keep an eye out for that. Yeah, we're getting a few more in this vein now, which is good. Uh, we had one. I love it. Last last year's fright fest called um, Double Date, and okay. that one uh, that was I think was my film of the festival. I it, it's hilarious and brilliantly done. Um, yeah, yeah. So if you if you cool. see that one as well, well now that I know now that I know that you have your finger even more on the pulse, I'm going to be hitting you up for insider <laughs> recommendations <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so. I say this was a happy accident, but I was happy to find it. So <laughs> those, <laughs> right. those are the best. Those are the best. Mm. And yeah. No, that's a good one. I think all around, all three of us uh, seem like we're excited for that one. Yep. All right. So then I had Marco pick one. So what is yeah. your trailer? 
for a year, a month, and nine days. I have been planning this exact moment. I'm just, I'm scared. up to the road, flag someone down, it'll be easy. Guys, there's an exit on the road. Does anybody have a cell phone? But we're just trying to get back. lives in these woods, as ancient as my tribe remembers. The legend says that when our chiefs die, their spirits come back. The creature took your wife. Mine comes out next week, I think, and it's called Primal Rage. And I don't know. I can't. I, I honestly, I don't think it's in every theater. I think it's one of those independent film um, features that went around and is finally making its way at select theaters. But it's again, yeah, it's it looks like, like it's limited know, release. Very limited. And uh, but this is this is cool because I I don't think the premise of this movie is a hundred percent original. Because I want to want to say I kind of want to say that. Um, the 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 stud or the uh, plot of a Bigfoot becoming a monster, or they're searching for Bigfoot and ends up being a monster kind of deal. I think that's been done before, but this is kind of cool because it's in that same vein where it is a perceived Bigfoot, um, yeah, you know, monster running around the in the woods, and I guess this couple gets lost, and they come across you know this monster that's that's tracking them. But again, it makes it seem like. You know, you've always heard of the of the myth of the Bigfoot, the Sasquatch. You know, but you'll never know what it really is and and why it remains hidden. Um, mm. So this is to me, like I said, uh, I li- I love monster movies. So this is right up my alley on monster films. Mm-hmm. And of course, the look of this creature had a really cool premise, and it did seem again watching the trailer it did seem like there was some sort of curse or voodoo magic going on at the same time. You know. Uh, hunting and killing rednecks, uh-huh. so yeah. that's cool too. And yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it seemed like they uh, they showed the monster a lot in the trailer, so I'm expecting it to be more heavily featured in the movie itself. Yeah, from the amount that they showed it, you know, like the uh, right. The, the, a lot of the trailers they don't show the monster at all, or they just very briefly tease it. But they mm. were not afraid to show it much in this one. So right, you're you're right. And in fact, there is another um, teaser that I saw the mo- of the bigfoot monster because it's like this big hair you know ape kind of thing but it also had like a wooden mask and with red eyes so it actually had a character like the the monster was a character with himself 
other than just being a Bigfoot. Sure. If that makes sense. So it, it intrigued me because, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm drawn to these types and I like these kind of you know, movies, even though it might be like a sardine can movie where it's a bunch of characters and they're getting picked off one at a time. But there does seem to be an undertone of a, uh, um, you know, I, I guess a, uh, a deeper storyline going forward with this. So that's the aspect that I'm intrigued with. How is this like? Is this monster a protector of the woods? Is it a curse? Is it you know something that was summoned? Right. So that's what I'm going to be looking for when I watch it. What did you think of this one, Buzz? Um, it because you got the the you posted in the group obviously, and it gives you the the YouTube thumbnail. Yes. Right. And it's like <laughs> yeah. here's the monster. There's his face, and when it isn't moving like that, you can see it's a prosthetic. Blah blah. And I thought, oh, looks a bit. <laughs> Mm. I, I thought it was like one of these asylum knockoff <laughs> monster right. movies no, you're almost. Right. Yes. And then I clicked play on the trailer and I went, oh, okay. Because immediately mm-hmm. the shooting style, the grade, the cinematography, um, right. I thought this looks proper legit actually. And then carried on watching and I thought, oh yeah, sign me up. Because yeah. <laughs> this, this looks like a well-made movie and I like monster movies too. So I'm a little yeah. disappointed I've seen its face full on, but I know for a fact when I watch this movie, when it's in shadow, when it's shot the way mm-hmm. it's been shot, he ain't going to look like that very often. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it could be nice and creepy. Um, it looks like a, just a fun killing thing in, in the woods movie. So Yeah, yeah. it reminds me of that... Um, what was the one by Eduardo Sanchez, the guy that did the Blair Witch Project, where it was about the the Sasquatch but it was like another found footage movie did you guys ever see that one I didn't see it I can't remember what it's called either uh, uh, it reminded me of kind of that same sort of style except this one isn't a found footage right. but um, I just looked up the, the movie and the director actually seems like he's a creature and special effects expert that's uh, trying his hand at directing for the first time so that oh, sort of okay. explains the uh, the pride in the creature effects enough to show it a lot in the movie. So mm-hmm. well, there seems to be that's a that's a uh, interesting point too because of um, Deathgasm. The director of him, he's that was his. Yeah, he was an main, effects guy. You too, know, right? when we when we get into it, yeah, he's more of an effects guy. So right. I I like that because those guys have a special eye. Sure. For doing things, and it's and to me, well, with that movie, we'll, we'll get into it. It does show that you know we it, you don't have to be just a born director. You can, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that it, this movie carries over. From what I've seen in the trailer, we'll see. Um, like, like, like you guys are saying, you know, yeah, they're so they're showing a lot more of the monster in this film. Like, even in the trailer, you see full on whatever. But uh, I'm hoping that there's some more undertoning themes sure. going on too at the same time. Yeah, it says he worked on uh, Spider-Man from 2002, uh, Alien versus Predator, and Jurassic Park three. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, at least, <clears throat> at least some big budget. <laughs> at least some movies with the big budgets, at least. So. Oh, well, that's MVP what we look though. at on that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge oh. AVP fan either. No. <laughs> I hate AVP. But anyway. Yeah. I had a friend from school work on that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I, just had, I saw his name in the credits. I was like, the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah. He didn't even tell you. Not to go on a complete tangent, but like Alien vs. Predator, I was a fan of the comic book, and I wish they made the comic book oh, instead yes. of what they made. The comics are so, so good. They were great. Oh. So that's that's my little take on that. So hopefully one day we'll get a proper AVP theatrical release, yeah, but every, I doubt it. Everything gets remade, right? So. Well, I, I didn't hate Requiem. Ones. I thought that was spiritually a bit closer, but it was still didn't really hit the mark. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even watch the, the second credits. one because the first Not, one was so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I saw his name in the credits. I haven't spoken to him since. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I had a friend that worked on it. <laughs> yeah. I even own the second one. I haven't watched it because the first one was so bad. Oh, jeez. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to watch the second one. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my trailer that I chose. So unfortunately, my trailer suffers from uh, name fatigue because there's a hundred <laughs> movies that share the same name so it might slip through the cracks a little bit but it is called The Neighbor I saw a car in the driveway next door the neighbors move in Scott Maravich. Blake Prentice. Jenna, come over and meet Mike, our new neighbor. Hi. Hi. I'm Jenna. How long have you been married? Just four months, actually. They seem nice enough. Good looking couple, too. They're just young. I was 10 years younger. Shut up. Come on, you never had a piece of strange since you've been married to Lisa? Hey, neighbor. You think maybe you could give me some pointers? Whenever you're ready. I heard the fight that you and Scott had the other day. He has to watch his temper when he's been drinking. This is all your fault! You see what you did? What were you doing in my house? I heard a scream. You okay? You're out of bounds, man. Let me give you a hand. And he's the one that wanted to get married. He wants to have kids. How about you? I don't even know if leaving is the right thing, you know? Whatever you decide, I understand. She's pretty, isn't she? And young. Hey, hon. Mike! How's it going? Good. There's just something about Scott. He's not a good guy. Everything's gonna be okay. It's more of a thriller, um, drama, horror, fringe horror kind of thing, uh, which I'm a big fan of these types of movies. Sure. Uh, and I was also attracted to it because it stars Bill Fickner, who is a Buffalo native from my hometown. Ah. Uh, yes. But it looks kind of like the um, that style of movie, like the couple moves in next door, they're younger, Bill Fickner is the older guy with the, you know, I don't know if he had kids or not, but with the wife and stuff typical white picket fence neighborhood kind of place mm -hmm. and the neighbors are a little younger and a little sexier and a little flashier and there's uh some some fighting or some some weird shit going on next door and the neighbor kind of gets involved and then it seems like there's a scuffle maybe somebody gets hurt or possibly even dies maybe the neighbor hooks up with the wife maybe there's something else going on and the trailer's tricking us into thinking all that stuff is happening so mm, sure uh, it, it's tough with those kind of movies because you're like, well, did they just give away everything in the trailer? Or... <laughs> it seemed like it, right? In that one that we watched, it seemed like the whole movie was laid out. Yeah, but sometimes they do that, and <laughs> then right. it's, it's totally different in the movie, and the trailer kind of throws you off. Yeah, because it's all of a sudden it's a vampire movie. 
Right, right. <laughs> you know, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. It doesn't seem like there's anything supernatural or otherworldly or anything like that in this movie. It seems very but straightforward, it looked, so. Yeah, it, it reminded me of like a, um, or it, it, it seems like it's that where the neighbor was getting envious and he really liked that young woman and like reminiscing of the, you know, I want a younger woman, not just my my wife, because he seems really old and retired. Sure. And then he he maybe he's making up in his head that the the husband is so mad or so mean that he ends up you know taking him out to get what he wants. So that's where oh right, that, right. It, that's where the twist might come in. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Or they or something else happens that they you know they cut some scenes from a different thing to make it seem like that's what happens. Yeah. So. It's the sort of trailer that will make me watch it because I know there's got to be a twist to it. And did I yes. did I suss it or not? Because you know there's something coming at the end. Right, right. <laughs> it's right. just one right. of those films. It looks like one of those films. Um, Hopefully everyone's a zombie at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that you know that he kills the husband, he comes back as a, a ghost or a zombie. Right. Yeah, a zombie or something. So. But it what do you? Probably... Uh, oh, what do you think about these kind of movies, Boz? Do you like these type of uh, these type of movies? This genre. On the surface, they don't grab me from trailers normally, and I sure. generally don't seek them out. But they're the sort of movies where, by the time I see them, I'm like, or or I or I hear that mm. they're good, and then I'll go and see them. Um, yeah. So they they kind of like uh, not a boss movie really, but then I'm very often pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah. Don't breathe was another one, oh, yeah, which yeah. played out fairly. Oh. You thought you knew what was going on, and you absolutely didn't. And I sure. I love that movie. Then, mm. Yeah, I, I love Don't Breathe. Yeah, but I, I went into Did, it like, meh, and came out. Yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, and they're weird because they're it's you know it's not um, it's not horror with a capital H. It's mm. kind of uh, this, you're right. Th- it's you know scary. It's intense. There's usually a, a death or two. There's some violence, but it's not um, it's not full on horror for sure. Well, you get into like the human nature of horror, right? Like yeah. either revenge or jealousy or murder, cover up. Just like yeah. when we we we've just, we've covered movies that have that kind of theme going on, where yeah, it's not the you know horror as as the first thing that would come to your mind, but it's the act of murder or right. you know stalking somebody or or stuff like that. So that's what we look for to into a horror movie. But yeah, this. If when it comes on like you know Netflix or something like that, and I see it and I watch it, I'll, I'll probably be very very surprised. Mm. Sure. This is this is the kind of film like I I go to Fright Fest every year, which is five days of horror movies. Everybody thinks, how the fuck can you watch five days of horror movies? Don't you want to kill <laughs> yourself by the end of day two? And and the answer is no not. because they're so good. These guys have been doing yeah. it for eighteen years now. They know how to pick an amazing program of films, but mm-hmm. it. The films that get put in the horror genre, <clears throat> people say, how can you like horror? I'm like, you don't like horror? No. I can give you 10 films now, I guarantee, mm-hmm. that you will like, which are classified as horror films. You're the right. The genre right. is massive. And yes. we yes. get loads of these films, these types of films, put in these festivals. Because mm-hmm. they don't really know how to classify them. And there's a dark theme, or you're made to feel right. really uncomfortable at some point, And it's like, we're the audience who will lap it up and go, yeah, good. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. no, a hundred percent right. Where because we talk about this all the time, it's like where does this fit into the horror genre? And we're like, well, it, I mean, you could put it far left, far right, but it's still there. You know, sure, what I mean? sure. Yeah, it's still got those elements, and especially like, like I said, the human psyche 
uh, more of a thriller type, that it could be very scary to somebody. Hmm. And not all horror has to be like you know dark places and you know dim lidded corridors. It's there's a different element to it, like the like the movie Raw. When yeah. you know from uh, that is one of my favorite movies I've seen. <laughs> um, it's not necessarily like a you know jump scare horror, but it deals with something very dark. Hmm. So it's just it's so broad that, and that's again you're right uh, people who don't like horror are probably seen more horror movies than they know yeah right. and, and Gogsy my, my co-host he always gets wound up when people go well that wasn't scary he's like it doesn't have to be scary to be horror <laughs> <laughs> that is not you're a right. qualifying yeah. trait I mean give you an example of this they uh, Fright Fest Glasgow a few years ago they played a film called The Treatment which is mm-hmm. like one of these uh, noir Scandinavian crime thriller type looking things um, okay. based on a book and it's basically about um, a paedophile and it is one of the most damn uncomfortable films I've ever watched <laughs> and there's Great. virtually there's very little violence there's very little well, I think there's no blood or anything like that but it ramps up the tension to such a point at the end of that film I opened my hand and I had fingernail marks in my palm Wow. Because I imagined myself hitting somebody on the screen. It had <laughs> drawn me in so much. It got me so emotionally yeah. invested. Like, this is such a horrible thing that's happening. Um, but it's a, it's a thriller drama type setup. But mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. that dark theme, they give it us horror fans. And yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that sort of stuff a lot, for sure. Mm. Uh, just, yeah, because it, it it's a guy. Again, like that sort of real emotion, like this could really happen, or this exactly you know, feels relatable, or uh, mm. like what was the one we just watched, uh, Super Dark Times, right? Like that all felt very realistic to me, you know. It was the exploration of human psyche, the human nature, that like how somebody would really react to this situation, right? And a dark theme, just like uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, right? We talked about that one, oh, and it had a very, that. very dark theme to it. You know, um, right. but, but it didn't feel yeah. very real. Yeah, well, that movie didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, Super Dark Times. Yeah, I think that was a better analogy. Um, where something that you can read that in a newspaper article and say, "This is what happened at this town." Yeah. You know. One time, I accidentally killed a kid with a katana, and never, his body was never found. So. And then they and then they made a movie about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually the movie about me. <laughs> we talked about incriminating evidence on shows, Paul. Remember? I know. I just confessed to all kinds of shit. <laughs> so you never know which one is actually real. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I shot JFK. It was me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I wasn't even born yet, but somehow I did it. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, I think I'm I'm more excited about that uh, than you guys, I think. But I'm also uh, connected to the actor being a local guy, so right. Uh, we don't have a lot up no. here in Buffalo. We have to cling on to the last <laughs> little bit of fucking fame that we have. <laughs> We're still talking about the year, the time we went to four Super Bowls and lost, <laughs> like twenty fucking years ago or whatever that was. Oh God! Oh. We're still like, remember how awesome that was back then, guys? Oh, it was the golden times of Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we got is four Super Bowl losses and Bill Fickner. <laughs> My, my team made the Super Bowl once in my lifetime. Who's well, your team? My lifetime as a fan. And they won, and I couldn't watch the game. Oh, really? What's, what's your team? Oh, I was furious. Uh, it, they, well, 
they were the LA Rams, then they were the St. Louis Rams, and now they're the ah, LA Rams again. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I, I was, I'm, I'm, you know, being Southern California, that, that was my team too. Mm. Um, and then when they left, I'm like, fine, just leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck you, bye. <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you want to come back? No, <laughs> you, you came back to LA because I'm like, they were from Anaheim, really, mm. and that's where I was born and everything. And so right. I had like a connection to them, mm, and sure. then they went and fucking left. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least your team is on the upswing, Boz. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, close this year. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was rooting for them. I, I like the, I like what they're doing. Mm. Next but, year. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next year for sure. They're closer than the Bills are. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we uh, take a break here, and when we come back, uh, we'll get into our first movie. We come to the place where we joke about the idea of the devil. But that is Satan's lie to distract us from the reality of who he is. And what's going on? It's like it flowed through me. I don't remember painting this. This is mommy and daddy's house. They're dead. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I need to come home now. But we are his pawns. We are his demons on earth. He uses us to carry out his unspeakable deeds. We satiate his hunger. Your latest work is wonderfully disturbing. Oh my God. I didn't mean to do this. To sacrifice. He will slither into your soul. He has no mask in a Halloween store. He's not what you see in the movies. He is an actor personal reality. Just the gas?
Alright, we're back, and we're going to talk about our first movie, The Devil's Candy, originally made in 2015, but I think it wasn't actually released until 2016 to uh, to the public, right? It was uh, 2015 was like the the yeah. uh, festival circuit when it came out kind of thing. Right, 2015. 
this movie is about a struggling painter is possessed by a satanic forces after he and his young family move into their dream home in rural Texas in this creepy haunted house tale. Now, of course, that's not exactly accurate. I wouldn't mm, call right. this a haunted house tale, really. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> in fact, I don't, there isn't really anything about ghosts as much as demonic possession, so... I don't know why they wouldn't call it a possessed house instead of a haunted house, but whatever. Yeah. Fuck that guy that wrote that. <laughs> well, there's there does seem to be a certain a certain connection if for the house because it it, it takes over whoever moves in. Sure. You know, it, it, so there must be something to it. But yeah, you're right. It's like more of a entity that resides in that house. Right. Right. That takes over the male. Yeah, I should. Or a male. I should warn, uh, in case anyone hasn't seen this movie, we're oh, going to talk yes. about it freely. So if you didn't see the movie and you're listening, you might have something spoiled for you. But uh, if you want to still listen, listen away. I listen to spoiler reviews a lot just to kind of decide if I want to see the movie or not sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, in, this, in this movie, there's not much, like, that much mystery. There is some things that could be, you know, yeah. where you, if you tell from beginning to end, you're like, okay, that's cool. That's a cool twist or whatever. But it's not. there's no, like, big revelation Sure. Uh, where if even mm-hmm. if we spoil it, it, you still watch it, you're going to be like, yeah, that, you know, because this movie is very visual. You yeah. have to see it and yeah. hear it to to really get the gist of, of how, how, in my opinion, how good it is. Mm-hmm. And... In how much of a sell, like if, all, like you throw keywords out, so you 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 throw in you know demonic possession or you know art, and then heavy right. metal music. I'm like I'm there. I just <laughs> let me watch it, please. Yeah. Right, right. Well, you also you know, uh, dabble in art yourself, right, Marco? I do, I do. I paint uh, as much as I can. I draw. You know, I try to be as creative as I can. Um, Did you ever become possessed while painting? <laughs> I'm waiting. I am actually waiting. I actually. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have never painted my child on fire. Um, I don't think that could be a, a cautious effort. Like I said, I try to buy little trinkets here and there from like witch doctors because I'm I'm waiting to <laughs> sell my soul to, to do this. I wake up and there's a masterpiece, and then there's this you know art house that named Belial that wants to buy my art. I mean, isn't that there's nothing better than that? No, was that was the, the American art? dream, isn't it? Right. it is, I mean, that's why I, that's why I live. Was the uh, the art dealer was his name Belial? The art director, not hidden the dealer. I know the art gallery was, was. Yeah, the gallery was Belial. Right. Mm. So it was obviously and a I tribute the, to the monster from Basket Case. Right. <laughs> Which is another name for Satan, I think. It is. Yeah, yeah I think so. So. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I assume it was You're a Basket right. Case reference, though. That's funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Another reason to love this movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's great. But no, I, I, I did. You're right. Where um, we talk about this a lot too. Paul is that you know that we find certain connections to movies that we relate to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the the guy being a starving artist and wanting to create, and like he was, he was doing commission art for a bank, and he was painting butterflies. And you have this, you know, metalhead and and his his daughters. They're all like metalheads. They're just a, like a metal family. It's pretty cool. Right. Uh, and he's sitting there going, I don't want to paint fucking butterflies for banks. I want to have inspiration, you know? Sure, mm-hmm. sure. So, and, and that's where it kind of sells you on that when they moved into this house. And, if, uh, of course, you know, I'm, I love, you know, the mythology of, you know, uh, the devil stuff as far as, like, in movies, right? So he actually had a want, and the, and the possession in the movie gave him that. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I can give you kind of, kind of deal. Right. And so that's always a cool theme uh, for me to be drawn into a movie. Yeah. 
How did you uh, first see this, Boz? Did you see this before anyone at a at a festival or anything? Because I know it had a pretty good run in festivals. I it, it, this film, I I never understood why it took so long to get its public release mm. because it was on the festival circuit for a ridiculous amount of time. Sure. So I think I saw it in the February of 2015. Yeah. And then we I didn't saw get it until okay. last year. I saw it at another festival in November of the same year, and then it, it didn't get a release until the end of the next year. I think I may have seen it three times at festivals, the different ones. Wow. I can't remember, sure. but it, I, I was happy because I adored it the first time I saw it. So the chance to see it again, I was over the moon about, and I actually enjoyed it more the second time. Yeah, mm, I did too, um, actually. Mm. And um, I love uh, it's Ethan... What's Ethan Embry. Ethan Embry, yeah. um, he's one of those, you know his face, not necessarily his name, clearly. Um, and you've seen him in a few things. <laughs> yeah. sure. uh, last thing I saw him in was uh, Late Phases or Hour of the Wolf. They changed the name for some reason. Um, and he was only a side part in that. But there's something right. really um, empathetic about his face. Yes. Like he, yes. He's got a really warm face. And, um, to see, like, and, and he was... I mean, no offense to the guy, but he was a little bit sort of chubby in that movie. And then when he comes out of the Devil's Candy, this long hair, grizzled face, and he's fucking ripped. And I was like, "He is oh, ripped, yeah." Fair play, sir. Look at you. And then, <laughs> and then just yeah. the the scenes with him and his daughter, and the the girl in this. I don't right. know her name. She is brilliant. I mean, talk about yes. a career to watch. Anything she's in, I'm interested in from this point on. She is yes. absolutely captivating. And the yeah, relationship between the two of them sells yes. you on this movie immediately. A hundred percent correct. I, it, it, not, not to cut you off, but I, again, I, I was drawn to it because I have that kind of relationship with my son. Um, right. And like I said, we, and we have a share of bonding experience all the time with music. You know what I mean? And it mm. seems like they, they had that same thing in this movie too. So yeah, yeah it was great. I love that aspect of it. Yeah, and so, then bring the metal in as well, and you've got yeah. of course you've completely yeah. got me. I'm a, I'm an incurable metalhead, so I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. I was like head back in right, the cinema, right. you know. <laughs> so, yes, I was too. I, I loved that part of it with the father and the daughter, but it also felt uh, sort of strangely awkward to me because I don't have that situation. And so, <laughs> I was like, oh, I wish this my daughter bullshit. was cool. This is bullshit. See, I don't have a daughter, so I just re I just relayed that relationship with my kid. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, and it just kind of was because I remember just having, <laughs> you know, I always call it like, okay, if we're driving in in the car together and we call it, we're having a metal moment. Like something will come on, like Sepultura will come on. And we just both started headbanging in the car. And, right. so, <laughs> and I'm driving, roots. you know, I'm just... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and they had that moment in this film early on i was like man i just want to watch this this yeah. is cool <laughs> yeah and the, and although the mum isn't in that little group she's like can you put something a little less heavy on and she's like metallica yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which which i also thought it was kind of like a insult to metallica because it's like <laughs> let's put on a mellower metal like metallica it's like okay people can you know at this point in their careers that they can just Sure. Be mellow. Metal. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, metallic is no, entry level metal, isn't it, really? You know, so. There you go. Right. <laughs> That's what it is. That, 100%. That's it. Yeah. So the uh, the majority of this movie all takes place at this uh, haunted house, as the synopsis says. Right. Um, <clears throat> what did you guys think of the setting there? Did you. Uh, oh, the, Texas. The whole, like, farmhouse kind of set away from everything. 
Yeah, it, it, it was um, based in Texas, right? So it was like open plains, and it was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. a house in the middle of nowhere. And, okay, again, I there's a connection for me because of what the dad wanted, and he wanted his own you know, separate studio away sure. from everybody. How I live my life, I am away from everybody. And, and that's exactly, I'm on two and a half acres by myself. I hate neighbors. I don't want to be, I just don't look at me. You know what I mean? That's, that's my self person, you know, personality here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw that in this movie where I was like, that is the coolest place to, to be isolated and be productive. So the setting right. was cool for me. Yeah. Like I related to that. Yeah. And it yeah. needed to be that remote because of what was happening. So I mean, cause yeah. obviously you've got the guy, yeah. he was in the house before, um, Playing right, yeah. guitar, just chugging loud. You're like, that's going to really <laughs> pissing someone off. And sure, yeah, pisses off the parents. Um, that guy right, is yeah. brilliant. He is super creepy. Yeah. Um, Pruitt Tyler Vince. Pruitt Taylor Vince, yeah. yeah. I actually wrote his name yeah. down wrong because I, I thought Pruitt was his last name. Because I'm like, what the hell kind of first name is Pruitt? I know, right? <laughs> 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 this guy, I, I go back all the way. He's, I, I love him as an actor. Yeah. Love him, and especially when he plays these weirdo roles. He's, like, mm. very good at that yeah. shy, you know, he really plays it up like that shy, you know, um, dangerous at the same time right. character. Um, so, yeah, the the film opens with him at this isolated thing, and he's and he's got, like, this, this chanting voice in his head, and it's mm-hmm. constantly going over and over. It's like this low growl, and you can tell that he's playing a guitar, and like I said, to chugging. To, to seem like he's like drown, trying to drown out the voice, you know? Right. Yeah, they imply that later that he uh, he needs to play so that it, it sort of like drowns out the voice so he's not telling him to do bad things. Right. The voice the sounds reversed. Want I want to clip it and turn it and see if mm. I can work out what it's saying. Um, yeah. Also, maybe Latin, maybe? Oh, right, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. It, it, it could have been either Latin or reverse or something like that, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how they uh, they had the girl's room was all full of teddy bears, and then <laughs> she was like freaking out about. She was all pissed, and she's like, "Well, we'll cover everything up." She's like, "I better not see one teddy bear in this room." That's right. Before I move, yeah, in. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, she yeah, was. She filled her room up with uh, all metal posters, and you know, again, it, it hits you at the heartstring. Being metal fans, right? You see Ghost, mm-hmm. Ghost yeah. BC's poster right there, and that's like one of my favorite bands. You know, covering up the crucifix uh, shadow <laughs> where it was. I'm like, God yeah. damn, that's awesome. That was so cool. <laughs> I know. When yeah. they showed that, I was like, the guy is a fucking painter, and he couldn't even paint her walls before he <laughs> he put the shit up. The like, first... he just leaves this crusty-ass old cross stain on the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't seem realistic to me. Look, I He's paint, like, I paint I you know, things, not walls. Okay? He should have painted her a metal mural. <laughs> oh, man. He almost, cool. I mean, he kind of did. I would like my mural to be like if someone, you know, painted me on fire with like a, you know, a five-eyed uh, Satan being be above yeah, me. I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd hang that. That's cool. I know I that mean, wasn't that... very metal of her to be all uh, all afraid of it. So <laughs> yeah. she should have been like, "This is the most metal shit ever." Hey, she, yeah, she should. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, talking about yeah. the artwork, whoever did that artwork, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. credited in the movie too. Oh, is he? Um, whoever okay. actually did it, I forget the name, but yeah, it's definitely brilliant. Mm. I loved it. Uh, I, I would actually take a print of that and like put yeah. it on the wall somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I know that's great. Paulkin, you can have your kids as the kids. Yeah, I could. <laughs> definitely. Well, the, folks, we're if, a bunch of heathens. Okay, it's all right though. 
All if right. there was a if, if that was on mine and then it was a picture of my daughter burning, my girlfriend would be like, Oh yeah, I, that makes sense. Makes <laughs> perfect sense. She wouldn't be all all shocked and like, What the fuck? This is you have to get rid of this picture and she'd be like, Oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, I guess so. <laughs> so, uh, um, so it's that synopsis said about the, the house possesses people, whatever. Um, right. Yeah. So it, it clearly implies that the house has something. The cross on the wall has something to do with the the guy with the funny eyes um, getting hearing this voice, and it will not leave him alone ever. Right. And then uh, the new family move in, and it seems to be happening to the dad again. Yes. But then right. what it's doing is it's inspiring him. He goes out and he paints, and it says he's possessed. I was like, well, is he possessed? He he's losing himself in the creation of this picture. Right. But right. Yeah, this but picture yeah. ultimately very loosely. You could look at this as a good evil battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe it isn't yes. the house. Isn't Satan talking to him? It's the other side because it makes him paint these children in distress and what's happening to them. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like a clue to, to to solving the problem. Right. Well, that's he, what it is. The the um. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, I was gonna say he he actually says at some point that it's like he can hear them calling out to him, mm. and that's why he has to paint the picture to like tell their story or or to show them or something like that. Yeah, hmm. you're right. The other guy was possessed. The 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 um, God, I don't even know his name. He, I don't think he had a name in the film, did he? I don't think um, so. Well, maybe the the character Pruitt, um, yeah, Vince had played. He was obviously possessed. He had this voice thing, and um, he was. There was a scene in there where he was, you know, he he kidnapped a, a kid, a boy, mm-hmm. and hit him over the head and took him back to his apartment, whatever, and killed him. You know, they show, and they had this scene where the painter was painting the kid in distress, and mm-hmm. then as the other guy was was killing. So you're right, there is the, there's a connection there. So maybe yeah. the the possession was the you know the original owner, and then the other side's telling him, look, this is what's going on, or this is the visions that's happening. You have these kids that this guy is killing, and then you know, here's what I'm painting is like what's happening. Right. Um, and then also goes and play with the title of the film, The Devil's Candy. Yeah. Right. Can we talk about that scene when he when he hits the kid from behind on the swing and yeah. then takes him at the same time as while he's painting? Like, how amazing is that whole thing put together? Oh, it was awesome. Brilliant. I mean... Yeah. The, like, the way they cut him back and forth, and then he's painting, and then it shows the violence, yeah. and then it shows him painting again. And they yeah. show you, like, just enough of the violence to make it super uncomfortable. Yeah. It was... It, it really, like... like we we joke or I joke about you know certain contents of this film, but the, it's a very emotional roller coaster too because you know the guy is killing kids and and mm-hmm. it's and he's very tortured about it. He's and he always explains you know don't make me do what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know when he approaches the guy's daughter um, and it's obviously so the the uh, the painter is obviously painting. You know th- there's three or four children I think in there in his painting and they're all. You know, sim- systematically being killed by the other guy, right? A- and his daughter is one of them, and it shows her on fire. So you see this like premonition of how she's gonna die, right? And so yeah, it was it was an emotional roller coaster, and the way it was edited in that painting, and then like the blood mop, he, the guy's mopping up the blood, and the guy's swirling red paint, and it was like yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, editing masterclass. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was another yeah. scene they did the same thing with him painting while something else was happening too. Yeah. That it was, uh, it was definitely like a, a really well edited movie. Yes, yes, because yeah, it I, makes I, you think was, you've seen more than yeah. you have again, which I like. 
Yeah, that yeah. Would, one of the criticisms I would have of the movie was that it was so short. Like, I felt like they could have spent more time on some stuff. But it was, like you said, it was edited so well, you felt like mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. absorbed more than 80 minutes of movie. But you're like, oh, it's only 80 minutes. They could have easily spent 10 more minutes on, you know, developing other things a little bit more and showing a little bit more stuff. But yeah. it almost yeah. didn't need it, you know? Yeah, to be fair with, for me, for anything criticism, I, I would like to watch it a, uh, another, you know, like a couple more times. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm new. What, I just found this movie because of, of you guys. Like, I think, Paul, you've mentioned this, where yes. it might be on someone's top ten list or something like that. And I was like, okay, I've got to watch it. I've got to watch it. So I'm so captivated by the movie. I have a lot of good things to say. But not that I'm trying to look for anything bad. But I thought that the, just because of the character and how, you know, the, the, the initial character, how he had the voice in his head and he went, you know, he killed his parents and that's how the house became vacant and then he went away and he was trying to make his way back and how he approached mm-hmm. the house again and he's like i need to come home i just have to do this i have to be here and the family kicked him out mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. I, I just thought like i followed him a lot close and and anything in the background i'd have to it has to marinate still for me like yeah you maybe uh you're right it's like too short of a time frame for this all to like go from like zero to 60 you know mm-hmm. to the yeah. end when everything's going ape shit I, oh maybe I wanted more of his backstory because we're starting to get that and as he when you know you get that he was possessed the whole time maybe just being in that house so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but did I like how any, it wrong sorry oh I was gonna say did you have any criticism of it or anything boss uh, yeah I'd struggle I think um, mm-hmm. I like the way it's sort of wrong foots you because you get the scenes of uh, Ethan's character walking through the house and the same rrr, 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 and he goes up right. and he takes the ghost poster down looks at the cross and you think oh shit so yes the house is going to corrupt this male as well and so I thought so yeah it makes you think up to a certain point that he's going to go off the deep end and hurt his own daughter or something like that so that that was a nice misdirect meanwhile it's all about yeah. this other guy um, mm-hmm. I, I really I can't think of anything I would change yeah, I mean the hard. running length I mean and the other thing I, normally my criticism of films like this is like okay you're in the horror camp you're doing this mm-hmm. stuff okay I, I get it's children um, so there's a sensitivity to that and it makes you think you've seen things you haven't and I, I do understand that technique but I'm a bit of a I like practical effects I'm a bit of a gore hand it's like yeah yes, let's sure. I like to see kills because I'm a horror fan it's kind of it's that twisted thing that we are um, sure sure but, yeah you're right but, yeah. So normally that would come down as a, as a negative tick on the, against this film. But <laughs> what this film does mm. is it has a scene in it which has upset me more than pretty much any fully graphic horror film moment I have seen in maybe the last five or six years. Uh-huh. And it happens completely off screen. It is completely audible only. <laughs> and it... It upset oh, I me. know which one you're. I know what I know which one you're talking about. I think I know which scene you're talking about. Yeah, is uh, when they're in the closet, and he shoots the mom. No, actually, no. Oh, okay. no. It's 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 not because it's it, the other thing is it's not the family you're attached to that they built this. You know, you really like this family and you wish them all the okay. best. Okay, sure. What it is is there's two cops outside talking. Oh, oh. Yeah. You see them standing between two top cop cars having a chat. Yeah. And then you hear a car coming fast, you hear a crunch, you hear another crunch, and a blood-curdling scream as somebody's legs and hips are flattened between yeah. two cars. You don't yeah. see any of it. 
but your brain fills in all of the blanks. It does. And that scream right. sent a shiver down my spine. I was like, oh, God, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they, and they do really show it a little bit. Me. Yeah, they show it like a little bit after the fact. Yeah. But when it, he, he gets out of the car and then he hits her with another big rock. Yes, but the, it, but the moment of impact. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's this little calculation that goes in your brain of what was that? Oh, 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 fuck! Because it's yeah. your brain just goes. She was standing there, uh, um, right? And that and, scream and, acting is perfect. Yeah, like oh, she really it, screamed it up great. Yeah, I know you're. You're right. That was that was one of those things where because you're only going from the view of the inside and like you know that that fear of what the hell's going on outside mm -hmm. must yeah. be horrible. Mm. You know that accident. Yeah, and I brought up the the closet thing because the, the guy drug the daughter and the mom into like the closet and you hear a gunshot and then mm. you just hear, you know, that's to me, it's like being there when your parent is being shot. I don't know if, it, you know, I presume like in the head or something. Right. Mm. And then he drags the girl out of the closet. That to me was like what I go. Oh, oh damn. Yeah, right. That's, that's fucked up. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think you had said it best before Bosnia. You said that it makes you feel like you've seen more than you have. Mm. In, yes. In the content yes. all, all around really like the violence of it and, the length of it and the amount of what you've absorbed mm. it uh, somehow fills your head with so much stuff that isn't actually there but it's intended to do that yeah and that's so great that's filmmaking sort of the, yeah that's yeah. sort of the brilliance of the <laughs> film mm -hmm. itself so mm. yeah um yeah I, you know what scene I, I really liked too um uh -huh. was the uh the the killer um i wish i knew his name in the movie i don't know like i said pruitt's uh, a character when he had the he took the after um that scene boz just described he killed the cops by crashing into him and he grabbed their gun and he came into the house um, and the dad and him were struggling and how he was acting like somebody who never held a gun before and how yeah. nervous he was. He and just started shooting and he it all start, over the place. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just like panicked shooting and it was like going off and not even knowing it. I, I thought I bought into it because mm. a lot of times in movies where you, you go, these people are like, you know, they're already methodical killers and they're going to a house. It's like they know techniques and and everything it's hard to believe sometimes where this guy just wanted he knew what he just he had a beeline to kidnap the girl and he, yeah, he yeah. used the weapon and it was it seemed something that was believable that you know somebody like me right i would probably do the same thing and panic and shoot all over the place yeah. <laughs> you know the gun going off on my, and just by accident that i thought that mm -hmm. was cool so actually well, even I, yeah. the even the dad too was very awkward about you know, he obviously yeah. doesn't know how to fight or whatever. And yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to get him and Yelling he's like, doesn't know, even know how to do it. That that yeah. was frustrating. And that, that actually could be one criticism I could make. Because it's like, yeah. if uh, I, I don't have kids, but I can mm. imagine what it would be like if I had one and someone came into my house threatening. Because oh, sure. someone threatens my wife. I know how fucking Hulk rage I would go. And <laughs> I, I yeah. fucked that guy up seven ways yeah. from Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. No, you're big, right where but... it's a little frustrating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that was. I, yeah. I feel like the second time that I watched it, it was less frustrating because it felt more believable where you would, mm. you would assume that he's just, you know, he's a painter. He probably didn't play a lot of sports or work mm. out very much or... Well, I think it's real uh, you know, in a way. Like, martial arts, so maybe he just is awkward yeah. and doesn't yeah. know how to fight people. Or mm. well, yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, the first time like, I watched it, I'm like, "What the fuck, man? You can't, Jesus!" <laughs> I thought up, the dude. same thing. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I just yeah, but I think it's more like that is an actual reaction that you would have, uh, mm -hmm. especially like you know people in public. You know, they try to 
you know, you don't know if someone came at you, how would you really react? You know, and those, their, mm. your true defenses come out. So yeah, I think yeah. the di- the direction and the writing of this film, or even just the actors, they just did an amazing job at oh, this. Oh, yeah. Uh, right, right. You know, they really paid attention to those kind of details that, that bought into it, you know, bought into yeah. the their, their their characters. So mm. I d- I if you had like Superman uh... up after being shot and just then got him back and, you know, right. it, it would have been unbelievable. And they do keep it sort of grounded quite well in reality. And just for him not yeah. to do the superhero dad thing at the end was actually quite a cool idea. So I say, yeah. even then I can't criticize it really. Yeah. 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 I didn't like the part with the when the art dealer came to like look at his painting and whatever like that whole thing almost fell yeah, out of place like weird. it it was probably the most unrealistic part of the whole movie I agree like he came and he's like I have to go pick my kid up and he's like ah fuck your kid this is an <laughs> opportunity to sell your painting and it's like what I know that's not even like a human being thing like <laughs> I think they were trying to make a connection of this entity being bigger than it is and had influence yeah, all yeah. over the place and like this art dealer was like you know all art dealers are devil you know what i mean <laughs> <They're> yeah <laughs> i know so, it was it was like awkward i was like just tell this guy to yeah, fuck off like go pick your kid up what do you <laughs> i don't know it felt weird I, I, I didn't i didn't hate the part like it didn't take me out of it but i was just annoyed i think because i hated that guy and i just wanted him to leave so because yeah. you're like you're predicting what's going to happen you're like god damn it he's gonna not fucking get there on yep. time and then you know she's gonna get kidnapped by the dude and then of course that's what happens so mm. yeah she's like see I fucking knew it <laughs> which is a real again ruined shit up again exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. I knew it was gonna and and it was predict it was that it was a real um, emotion you know that sense of like uh, when he was late picking up his daughter and he had that sense of panic and then getting to the school and it's closed and it's nobody there but the janitor. That's real panic. Again, right. mm. anybody who has kids and who've forgotten their kids at school. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had that happen where I was I, I was like a half an hour late to pick him up one time, and I was fucking freaking out. Well, and my son was yeah. like standing outside, and, he, and he's got his phone, and I'm texting him. I'm like, can you just go back in the school? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, 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 like the whole time. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. Just freaking out, so. I, I was on the opposite end of that. My parents forgot me, so I know what it's like for being, <laughs> being the kid left at school. So that sucks. Oh, no. <laughs> you got picked up from school. I had to walk four miles home. My parents never <laughs> fucking came to pick me up. <laughs> well, I was five. <laughs> yeah, and? No. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> no excuses. That's right. I they know. toughen you up there. Plus, it rains all the time, right? So. <laughs> where you are so. yeah yeah exactly you have to walk right. in the rain when you're five <laughs> yeah, but at least nobody has guns life. so right um, something else i loved is the the reality of the intelligence of the girl in the, the way she undoes her restraints in the bathroom yeah, she yeah. sticks yes. the gaffer tape to the floor brilliant uh-huh. and unrolls herself Great. i was thinking like would I, that what brought me into it like i'm sitting there going man if i was duct tied all around and mm. would i think of that would i think of doing something like that like like <laughs> probably unwinding not. and probably not i'd sit there and, and and cry until the guy came and killed me yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably i wouldn't you know. think of it either i'd be like well this was fun i guess <laughs> life was good <laughs> yeah yep i wish i did more things oh well <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right though. That that girl was, I I, I loved it. I love. I really like this movie. Um, and again, I'm gonna watch it more than just the you know two. T- I think I, wa- I watched it twice because I, I I think I watched it and I watched it again as I had to just 
do it again and really pay attention because mm-hmm. it really it really is um, interesting and captivating and and it's got all the subject matters of to make a good horror film, you know, and yeah. then put in good acting, of course, a good story, and to me, it had a good ending, and that it was like a yeah a, a feel good ending that that was kind of cool because I thought. You know, again, this is spoiling the ending too. But again, you know, it's nothing mysterious about it. But uh, it a lot of times when movies end dark and the dad ends up dying or the mom dies or whatever it is, and you only have, you know, the the daughter's left alone, her parents just got killed, and you 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 feel you walk away depressed at the same time, you know, same time watching like, well, that's you know, sometimes that's life, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a smart choice to keep them all alive at the end of the film. Uh, oh, yeah, what yeah. happened when the guy came back and. Yeah, and, and I and I appreciate that a lot more because again, dealing with you know a, a guy that's out there killing kids and stuff, you want to see the story of the one that got away, and sure. that's think that's what this is. So, well, and they they brought it back down a little bit when they showed that he he found all the graves that were kind of connected to the kids from the painting. So it's yeah. like they all lived, but oh bummer, there was a bunch of dead kids too. I know, mm. and, that, so. and that's what made me sad. I was like sitting there, you know, if that's what it is, whereas that yin and yang, right? He was evil, and the other, the painter was the good. He had the 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 dead was speaking to him. He was connected to that painting, sure. which he was also connected to the kids that the guy was killing. So to find their bodies at the end, uh, stacked in suitcases, buried, it was like, well, they can have closure now, and you know. So that was the, that the end of this guy's reign of terror. Right at the end of the movie, and again, I, I appreciated that that kind of ending. I like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I don't always have to get that kind of like feel good kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, this movie deserved it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and staving someone's face in with a fucking flying V is the most metal ending, almost oh the most yes. metal ending ever. God, while, while they're on fire, awesome. <laughs> while they're on while fire. On fire. <laughs> yeah, and again, what a beautifully shot sequence. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I've heard a lot of criticisms of the CGI fire in that part. Yeah, but, uh, CGI yeah. fire is so hard, though, isn't it? Well, you could see it sometimes, and other times it doesn't look as bad. Like, mm. just it's just some certain shots, like it looks bad, and some it doesn't. But I mean, what are they supposed to do? Actually, set the room on fire? <laughs> set on fire. The only thing, like the CGI fire. Yeah, the CGI fire didn't bug me. It was the fact that no one reacted to the, uh, like smoke, you know, <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. reacted to, like choking on smoke. They right. always do that, that in movies, though. It's such bullshit. If you've ever I been... I know. <laughs> I've been in a room that wasn't even on fire, okay? Yeah. It was a chip pan uh, yeah. with a right. lid on, so it hadn't caught yeah. fire, but it was pluming smoke out of the side of it, like a jet. Sure. Yeah. So the top half of the room, completely full of smoke, and I went in and turned the hob off and went yeah. back out. I spent the night in hospital with yeah. smoke inhalation lung-related yeah. issues and blood tests and everything else. I yeah. was right. wheezing on the front step like I was dying. And that yeah. was just a bit of smoke. You add the heat yeah. to the flames, you add the heat to the smoke, I can't right. even imagine. I've almost, had to be, I've almost had to be hospitalized for smoke inhalation just from bong hits before. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing it right. Yeah. You have those ones yeah. where you cough for like 75 minutes afterwards. Right. <laughs> Fuck. That's funny. <laughs> uh, why, don't we, uh, why don't we go around and give a rating for this. Uh, so we do uh, a 10-point rating. You, you can do a half point if you like. Usually, um, you know, whatever is clever. It's kind of... Uh, <laughs> 
you know, if you if you expand upon the five point system to the ten point system, you can whittle it down a little bit more. But we're usually pretty favorable on these. So uh, why don't mm -hmm. we start with you, Marco, first? Yeah, solid nine for me, man. This has got it's got it all. Um, nice. This the the movies that we pick for this this show. Uh, mm -hmm. This is my this is my my thing. This is my this is my go to. And uh, yeah, a solid nine, dude. It, it, it's per it's good. Nice. Uh, what about you, Buzz? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I've got to come in at exactly the same level. Um, nice. If I can't if if I can't think of anything to criticize it for, mm -hmm. it, it it should be between mm -hmm. nine and ten. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But other things are ten, so this has to be nine. Just say exactly. Sure. Sure. <laughs> no, yeah. I I agree with that. That's kind of how I go. There's only like a few things that make it to a ten, so then a lot of stuff gets an eight to a nine. So mm. I uh, I had this one at an eight and a half i was only a little bit critical of like a couple small details that probably upon rewatching, you know a third or fourth time i wouldn't even care about them anymore and just be fully immersed in it sure but i came up even from the first time i watched it i was more critical of uh some of the expansion of some of the story not not being there or maybe it didn't click for me uh some of the bumbling idiot stuff that the dad did kind of got to me the first time I hear you. Uh, but the second time, that all kind of went away and, and brought it up to a movie that I really love and would probably own if... Well, this one isn't a Netflix exclusive, right? There's actual uh, Blu-rays right. of this one available. So Usually when we do something on the show, if I'm above an 8, then I try and seek out to buy a copy of it. So mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. kind of been my tribute to things that are awesome. Well, I tried so, to buy yeah. this digitally because that tends to be how I buy things nowadays. It's not In the UK, I can't. Nobody's oh, really? got it. I have to buy a physical mm. copy, which is a bit annoying, but huh. just the way it is. Something weird about how late this came out and how it was distributed yeah. feels like it was all fucked up, unfortunately. Right. Um, and it, yeah, we just have like it on Netflix here. Better. So we have it on Netflix here. I don't know if you guys have it on Netflix. Nope. Uh, but it didn't come Sadly. to Netflix till like 2017 mm. when they finally added it. So it, uh, It's not even on Shudder, which surprises me. Um, I was hoping yeah, it would land okay. there, but no, no one's got it. Yeah, Man, that's that's unfortunate because I like my thing is every time I watch a good movie that I'm just like raving about, I I just can't shut up about it. And this, mm -hmm. I tell everybody, oh, you got Netflix? Okay, watch Devil's Candy. You got to watch this movie. It's it's great. You know. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, it sucks that that weird distribution things get in the way of uh, mm -hmm. of people's ability to see shit like that. It's like yeah. just let everyone see your stuff, man. Who cares? Why? Yeah, you know, it's, it's especially like, this day. Are they gonna age. are they gonna yeah. make that much more off of withholding it from somebody else or something? Or it's all just a big dick measuring contest, really. It's all political. <laughs> yeah, <So. laughs> exactly. Uh, good. Uh, I think that's a that's a definite recommend for everyone out there. If you haven't seen it and you're in the U.S., at least it's on Netflix. So for sure, check that one out. It's only like 80 minutes long, too. So yeah, and definitely connect yeah. it to your stereo and turn that fucker up. Yeah. Oh my God! It, w w any any movie that you know begins with "Am I Evil" from Metallica or Metallica's <laughs> version of "Am I Evil"? Yeah. I mean, come on! Right, absolutely. Good. All right, why don't we uh, take one more break here, and then when we come back, we will talk about a little movie known as "Deathgasm" in all capitals, oh my God. because lowercase is for pussies. Deathgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Tim Dorn. My name is Gareth Evans. Hi, I'm Nacho Vigalondo, director of Time Crimes and Open Windows. Hey, this is Graham Skipper. Hola, soy Macarena Gomez. Hello, this is number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler. Yo, monkeys. 
It's me, D-D-P. And you are listening to The Little Pod of Horrors. Which, as you know, is the best damn idea since premarital sex on Halloween. Jason Voorhees! It'll make you come hard. And that's not a bad thing. That monkey is a good thing. You can find The Little Pot of Horrors on simplysyndicated.com and on iTunes. back ready to talk about our next movie which is from the year 2015 known as deathgasm uh the first thing i'm gonna say is i see right off the bat that imdb themselves has it spelled incorrectly because it's only a capital <laughs> d oh fuck them so i know they, right they don't Assholes. understand uh the synopsis two teenage boys unwittingly summon an ancient evil entity known as the blind one by delving into black magic while trying to escape their mundane lives. 
I guess that's not as bad as the other synopsis. <laughs> right, Still pretty this one's shit dead right. on. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so why don't we start with uh, how did uh, how did we discover this movie? Um, I know we had talked a sure. little bit before about how you had uh, discovered this buzz, so I think yeah. we can go around and kind of tell how each of us had first come across this and uh, what our story is with it. Uh, why don't you start us off, though, Buzz? Okay, this, again, sorry, it's, it's, it's a stuck record with me. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, it's all right. um, but, uh, <laughs> It was Fright Fest, and um, just when I thought, it was it was a brilliant year, and just when I thought I'd seen all these amazing movies, they mm-hmm. put this on, and I lost my shit. Uh, yeah. Because it, this film is basically, if I ever wanted to make a film that sort of encapsulated my school years, sure. um, <laughs> this Man. was it. And it... Even down to the fact that, hey, do you want to do something completely badass? And it cuts to them role-playing in their lunch break. (laughs) I know. I was the metalhead kid who was a little bit too cool to be hanging out with the nerdy kids who role-played at lunchtime. But yes, I role-played at lunchtime. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But no one ever sprayed me with piss while I was doing it. Oh, my goodness. That was great. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. Right. Again. How about you, Marco? How did you discover this one? Um, it was one of those nights where I didn't know what to watch, and I was on Netflix cruising around, and I came across it on Netflix. I never heard of it, ever. Okay. Uh, not on it, no no word of mouth or anything, and I sat by myself and I watched it, and I had a grin ear to ear, the right. whole time. Even after, I was like, like Boss said, this movie was the epitome of like. Everything rolled into one as a perfect horror film, and it had everything perfect in, in our in our teenage years. Um, you know, I was uh, the metalhead in high school also, but I did do the role playing, and I wasn't you know <laughs> I wasn't the you know I wore the Metallica shirts and all that stuff, but I wasn't into the jean jackets and all that. But right. like an undercover metalhead, I guess. Um, sure. You know, go home and just blast Slayer all day long and all and eventually cannibal corpse i was introducing cannibal corpse in high school so you know like i said this movie just it just brought it all back for me and <laughs> it was great but yeah uh, it was just a a hunch on the whim netflix watch for me that's what it was and oh, nice. you know and i kicked myself paul because when we did our top 10 list i don't know why i just completely forgot about it not even to put it on there right we'll have to redo that yeah yeah i'm sure we will I uh, discovered this from uh, an episode of the movie Crypt when they had the director Jason Lee Howden was mm-hmm. on it, and uh, just you know from hearing him talk about it, and then another podcast that I followed, uh, I still actually follow now. Uh, it's called the Horrible Podcast. Um, they actually covered it too, and they were like, "Yeah, this movie is fucking great." So. It sounded like something I really wanted to check out, and then as soon as it popped up on Netflix, I jumped on it right away. So sure. kind of the same thing, like I had just sort of heard about it, I guess, more than you had seen it, but once I saw that it was on there, I was like, oh yeah, I remember hearing about this. And so I jumped on it right away. But yeah, again, this um, it, it sort of maintains the dry sensibility of humor to it, but it, uh, it you know still packs a ton of punch with the, the yeah. action and the gore and stuff in this movie is really over the top um what uh what would you guys say are some of your favorite kills in this movie because there's a ton of them (laughs) 
You go, go for first. it, Boz. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Go on. You want me to go first? Go I will. It. I mean, who can beat dildo fighting and end up with a kill? But we'll get into that. But I think one of my favorite kills of the movie is uh, uh, is when um, Brody, who's our, who's our person we follow, Bodie, right? Who, who we follow in mm. the film. Um, yeah, Brody. Everybody else is turned into like demons and zombies, and his cousin walks through the door who's not turned, and he jumps up and cuts his head off because he's a dick. Because yeah. his cousin is a bully dick, and I thought that was hilarious. And yeah. he's always, dude, your cousin's not even a monster. He's all, no, he was. He came to the door. He said, ah, whatever. Yeah. He's just talking about he's Satan. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so about Satan. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, I don't think he was turned yet. And he's, no, no, he was. He was carrying on yeah. about something. And he's, no, I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't. And he said, yeah, yeah, he said something about Satan. I heard it. <laughs> that was great because that's like, oh, my God. And it's his face, uh, isn't it, when he did it? Ah, no, he's just completely nonchalant. <laughs> yeah. That was that was just brilliant for me, mm. that, uh, that yeah. kill right there. But, yeah. yeah. That's when Brody became a man. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> he leveled up. Yeah. He you? leveled up, yeah, yeah. What about you, Buzz? He got he got plus ten experience for random indiscriminate <laughs> killing with a chainsaw. So yeah. It, 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 yeah. T- plus ten intuition and ten plus ten experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, there's a lot to choose from, but uh, there's yeah. one that just is it made me howl the first time I watched it, and that is when uh, the guy who fails to get the record, the dark him at the beginning, goes back to see his boss. <laughs> And oh, he cut yeah. his head off, and then, then they do it in front of. Him. That's an antique Satori rug. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they put his head back on, and they put a tarp down. You put a tarp down. So yeah. they put a tarp down, yeah. and then it's the way the guy does the fake swing, and it's the guy who rolls the head, and he sort of yeah. does this. Ta-da! Yeah, yeah the bow. His, his hand out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the slow bow. He's like, <laughs> and oh, then it pleases the like, dude. He's like, better, better, oh, better. Geez, yeah, geez. yeah, that was great. You find out he's been getting a blowjob the whole time. I mean, just yeah, the the, yeah. the hits just keep coming with this movie. Winners don't make excuses for their failures, Vaden. They learn from them. No, please take his fucking head off. No. <laughs> Oh, come on, that's a custom-made Satori rug, idiots! You put a tarp down first. Do it again. Again! Do it again! I think one of my favorites was when uh, Zach's dad turned and then attacked them. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they they ended up dropping the dropping the, uh, the engine, the, the car engine onto his head. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry about your dad, dude." And he's like, "You know, I think that's kind of the way he would want to go." And he's like, yeah. <laughs> turning into a demon and having his face belt sanded off and then getting an engine block dropped onto his head. And he's like, "Yeah, totally." Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's the way he wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, definitely great dialogue in this movie. I mean, the the way oh. that it's written, everything flows together so good. It's like a New Zealand version of Superbad. Yeah, it, it, the way talk. it flows. Yeah, the way it flows and it's written witty and yeah, damn, yeah. And the the metal banter between them is so great when they're yeah. like, 
hey, have you heard of this? And he's like, yeah, but have you heard of this? Oh, well, what about this? Oh, yeah, that's fucking great. Like, you know, <laughs> I love the bit of the yeah. record store when he's sort of he's so captivated that he's standing next to Zach and he's like, I found another metalhead. This is amazing. Yeah, what record great. is he going to pull out next? And he's just pulled out a record without thinking. Zach turns around and it's poison. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <shit>. What <laughs> the they both fuck? look at it for a second and then they're like, no, no, not that one. No, yeah. I wasn't looking at it. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, that's definitely one great. of my other favorites is, uh, uh, are you stealing petrol? No, I'm stealing diesel. Don't oh, you feel bad? You... And then it pans back and it's St. John's ambulance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's smoking a cigarette while he's stealing yeah, he's smoking it, Exactly. I'm like, that's so metal. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. But the other thing is smoking while you're stealing the, gas. <coughs> the performances are so good as well. It's such a mm -hmm. good cast of yeah, pretty much unknowns. Um, right. But the girl, uh, um, oh, Kimberly Cross, Kimberly Crossshaw, something like that. The girl who plays Medina, yes, absolutely stole my heart. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. She, is, uh, I cannot rave about her enough in this movie. She's my favourite character, mm -hmm. and it's just the cute little witticism she has and the little looks. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> my yes. favourite line has is still. Um, Thank you for considering the well-being of my tits. I mean, get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's heartbroken, she but just still I witty. Love, yeah. I love her transition to where when he when she meets Brody, uh, Bodie and uh, Brody. Sorry. Brody, yeah. When she meets mm -hmm. Brody and he's like, you know, what she's like, what do you listen to? He's all, it's, you know, it's metal, this, that. And she goes, I'm not really into it. And then when she, he go, makes her a tape or gives her a tape or a CD. And she she plays it by herself for the first time, and it's almost like yeah. discovers yeah. heavy metal. Oh my well, she's, god! And she's teleported into heavy metal land. <laughs> where yeah, it's all yeah. So she's like on top of a of a mountain with a sword, and there's two chicks making out by her feet, and she's yeah. just like, yeah. fuck yeah! You know, she's like, I, I believe that's that. Valhalla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because Brody, you know, so that Brody was went there too, cool. but he also had the laser beam eyes that removed the girl's top. <laughs> yeah, which is the superpower I would choose if I had to choose a superpower. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm actually thinking when she's transported to that world, that is clearly where she learned her badass axe skills because yes. she's like, yeah. she's flipping some Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter shit there. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. 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 A technique's right. bang on. It's, oh yeah. I mean, that gets me going. <laughs> uh, it was great. Yeah. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about the actual uh, plot in comparison to what the synopsis says? Sure. Um, sure. Has there... Do you know of any other movies that kind of have done this sort of thing, but maybe not in as much of a comical sense, or the the whole, hmm. you know, they find this uh, this piece of music that opens the gates of hell or summons an evil demon or whatever it is, and all these people start transforming around them. Um, has there been other movies that have kind of done this sort of premise before that you know of, Buzz? No, I don't think so. The closest comparison I can think of is Trick or Treat, which is not the... The really cool anthology movie from a few years yeah, the, ago, but the, the crappier one. Yeah, the, the hair metal version. Um, yeah, that's the closest thing I can think of to this film. And there's definite, I think there's definite nods to that, like knowing right. ones. Sure. Um, with the, the yeah. Ricky Daggers character and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. no, I don't think I've any, not, not quite along these lines. I don't think. Yeah. No, it's a it's a cool premise where they uh, they find this this guy, this metal icon's house. Uh, I think it's Zach knows about it, and he takes him there to break in. And the, the guy's actually still there, and he's protecting this sacred record, and he gives it to them, and they think that it's that like that really rare collectible record that was printed in ink or whatever of, of someone's blood <laughs> in or something. In human blood, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. 
Only 666 ever made. And then, yeah, and then they take it out, and it's a fucking Rick Astley record. And he's like, <laughs> fuck this. Get Rick rolled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then they find the music that they turn into the metal song. Yeah. They end up playing, which I guess it summons the demon, not open the gates of hell, right? And then hmm. he was turning everyone into, like, his minions. The blind one. Yeah. 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 The only thing, like I said, the, the first thing that comes to my mind about the music connection and, like, the, you know, hell and stuff, it was the movie The Gate, you know, with the kid mm-hmm. uh, found the gate, the gates of hell in his backyard, and then the, the records of the heavy metal music his friend was listening to actually warned him about that. Mm-hmm. When they played it backwards, it was like, you know, to summon this, whatever. That was the only thing that came to my mind as something, anything similar. But, right. I mean, very, very far off, but at the same time, I think this movie pulls for with everything you know from a lot of genres or a lot of uh, other movies and into this one you know badass you know high octane film that just that just you know like i said it kicks you in the face and it keeps Mm -hmm. going and it just keeps going and going and going but yeah um the the one thing i love about see like one of my favorite movies is is uh Dead Alive and sla- you know, or actually, it's Brain Dead slash Dead Alive. Okay, there you go, Boz. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it right. It's original title, and it reminds me of that kind of you know that New Zealand uh, film and yeah. that that type of film that the that that you know New Zealand makes special, where they don't just put you into a zombie film. It's it's be- the zombies are just um, as a matter of fact, or the demons are just a matter of fact. It's you know the the interconnections of. When you had the black metal uh, verses that that Brody picked, you know, or or found or whatever, I mean, he wanted to play because he actually wanted to summon, you know, a, he wanted to become powerful because of all the bullies around his life and get revenge on them, and that happened to summon all these, you know, or everybody around him got infected, but also took on the persona of the blind one, the demon that they're actually, you know. Um, Summoning, and then mm. there was that cult of the blind one that was actually wanted that you know I mean, there was this. It's like a whole world that they that they built around it. Yeah, sure. and I think that New Zealand does it so right that I figure let's just let them make all the horror films from now on because I am so <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm like, it, I can't think of bad ones at this time. You know, at, mm. at points it's 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 just everything uh, you know comes together. But I like the fact that it's a broader picture than just a. You know, just a monster movie, right? Yeah, sure. Or a, so, and and for for metalheads who, you know, if you were in a school and metalheads were in a minority, a lot of them are bullied, and mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, you could really right. identify with the teenage metalhead thing, and you, you can clearly see, because a lot of films are quite flippant about it. It's never been, I don't think it's ever been really well portrayed what it is to be an actual proper lover of heavy metal in. A school sure. with like a lot of normal kids, and right. there's so many brilliant heavy metal references in this film. Um, yes, yeah. Even the little bit at the end where she's talking about the fact that George Fisher from Cannibal Corpse doesn't use mic cupping and stuff like that, and that's right. Um, where she's going, oh, isn't it all just screaming? And he's like, no. Okay. Well, there's you know deathcore, porno grind, blah, blah, blah. and then he starts yeah, giving yeah. out the right. CDs, and it's just like they're all like disgusting cover images and it's like she's like hmm anal cunt nice and like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right that's actually right. a really yeah. good band yeah, I love <laughs> so, anal cunt. yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you're in a band yeah I um, I play uh, the guitar I mean X um, do you do you like metal um isn't it just a bunch of guys screaming no way well apart from grindcore and Death metal? 
was kind of like that. And deathcore, screamo, porno, grind, black metal, mathcore, thrash, <laughs> and mortalcore, but apart from those. It's just not my thing. I don't really get it. It's like when life sucks and, and you feel alone and empty. Stick on some metal and life is better because, because somebody else knows the pain and, and the rage that you're going through, you know? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll lend you a CD. You should, you should have a, have a listen. Uh, I know cunt. This one. It reminds me of that um, the IT crowd uh, when that guy came out of the closet and he was all into Cradle of Filth. Yes. And then she, and he gives the the CD to the girl that's in the um, <laughs> the woman that just lost her husband or whatever, and they're at the funeral. He goes, "Here, I'd like to offer you, you know, this CD." And she goes, "Is it really a Cradle of Filth?" And he goes, "No, that would be disgusting." So it's like that. Metalheads are very aware of what's right and wrong, right? Mm. We know what entertainment right. is versus yeah. over the top gore. Like it's not really a credible filth, you know. But it's just you know that's <laughs> yeah. disgusting. We we know it's <laughs> gross, and to have like anal cunt as <laughs> as as a band. That's just that's just like to us. That's fun. It's fun. It's funny, and it's all part of the you know what we are, what we do. We yeah. don't take it that serious. Is the, the point, you know? That's the point. Sure. But what it, it does, it doesn't make them look like nerdy about metal. It doesn't make them like dorks. It paints the metal kids as cool kids, and that's how we identified as metal kids yeah. with them. Do you know what I mean? Because I yes. thought it was yeah. cool to be into metal and have long hair and all that kind of shit. And I, we, that, when yeah. I was at school, they used to call me Grebo, um, uh, which was supposed to be an insult because I had long hair, leather jacket, big boots, all that kind of stuff. And I just went, yeah, okay, fuck it. Uh, and I took that. Yeah. That's mine now. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a Grebo. Hello. <laughs> But I mean, one yeah. one time I had a bottle just thrown at my head because I had long hair and a leather jacket on. Ugh. You know, it. it so it, I really sort of identified when he gets a shit beaten out of him and stuff like yeah. that. Sure. And you, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. It, it's just a really nice portrayal of what it's like, but they are our heroes. And yes. Then, yep. Although they do some dumb shit. I mean, Zach's an asshole, but he has to be for <laughs> the character development. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah, Brody himself, I think, personifies really what it—the kind of kid that's into metal and it, what it was exactly. Like. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Zach was the the one that he was obviously probably abused, you know, or beat up, or not beat up, but uh, um, you know, had the the father that didn't care, and he was acting out, you know, obviously into you know drugs and smoking right. and drinking mm. and all that stuff. The partying that goes along with it that gives it that. You know, the part of your heavy metal was Zach, and then yeah, Brody was just like the fan of heavy metal, and just yeah. like this is my world, and you know, this is he, like sure. he's drawing in class, he's drawing skulls with penises coming out of the eyes, and it's yeah. just like you know, it's just you know, and it's that it's that thing. It's like we we love the imagery and we love mm. everything about it, and like heavy metal goes hand in hand with horror, of course. And but obviously we know, like I said, I could sit here and I could talk about, you know, oh, yeah, what drives me to a movie is, you know, Satan and stuff and and devil stuff or whatever. But I'm don't I'm not into that, like how other people Hmm. think I am to to want to beat me up. You know what I mean? I just happen to like the imagery and I know it's all about entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's and it's yeah. So I think a lot of us can identify with Brody's character as just living it. You know, and then mm. Zach, who's just like rebellious, but he's also a metalhead at the same time. But he's also very rebellious. Like you said, he'll 
he don't care. He'll get into fights. He'll he'll do whatever it takes, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I think we I, th- I to me personally, I've had that friend who was Zach. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was exactly. Yeah. I, I look at those characters like the guys right. in the yeah. band. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. all of my friends at school were musicians, but all right. of the characteristics of my nerdy role playing at lunchtime friends. My heavy metal friends, they are all represented in those four characters somehow. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I had my Absolutely. friend, uh, my is now a, a, a comic book artist, so he was the one who was drawing demons and stuff in doodling <laughs> during class. Yeah. Really artistic, yeah. loved his heavy metal. They had another friend who, um, people who listened to a little part of horrors for a while will know historically how I got into the extreme side of horror was because I had a friend called Mark the Bastard. Who basically used to get the worst, like fucking necromantic, these bootleg videos. Nobody else would watch his shit with him, so I used yep. to. And I just watched stuff that was like, oh my god, I can't believe I just watched that. But he yeah, was like yeah. heavy into metal, but he was a bit of a bastard, to be honest. Since yeah. we called him Mark sure. the Bastard, so he's That's Zach. Awesome. But then my other friends yeah. liked heavy metal, but had short hair, glasses, role played at lunchtime. But they still like exactly. their metal. So they're the Dion that, and the other awesome. dude. Um, I just when I came out of this movie, um, uh, Jason Lee Howden was outside the screening. I made a poor sod. I made a beeline <laughs> for him and said, "I've just got to shake your hand." If I could have made a movie about my teenagers, like that, just spoke to yeah. me so much. That is a work of art, sure, sir. Sure. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Shook yeah. his hand and he looked scared. Um, but <laughs> 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 But I, oh that's the God. first time I've not been too nervous to sort of speak properly. I'm just like, I've got, I've got to tell this guy how fucking awesome this yeah. movie is. Absolutely. And then add to that the soundtrack um, and the, the love oh, yeah. he put into that. The fact that Zach is wearing a death t-shirt, the exact death t-shirt mm. I wore at school when I was about his age. Really? Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh my God, God, this is scary. <laughs> so it, it really, it really hits, it really hits home like, uh, it's funny because, like, you know, I'm like I'm I'm 41 years old, right? And I and I go out and I'm walking around everybody, and I don't dress like I did in high school, but I had, you know, at the same time, I have abundance of music and new music that you know I, I still, you know, gravitate to, hmm. and I can still relate to this movie at this age and be like, <laughs> damn, dude, this was like, you know, the guy who got me into like death metal was a Warhammer, fi- you know, 40k player too, yeah. so. <laughs> you know, we would paint models yes. and you know listen to uh, Man of War, and and you know what I mean. We we would listen to this stuff and just get into it. Like I said, imagery, it, it's just mm. all special. And and yeah, the, and you put all that, and then you put into a movie that you have demons and just blood and guts and real cool. You know, like I said, what I mentioned, the dildo fighting. That's yeah. a real thing in this movie. You know? <laughs> it's, yes. And it's funny how, and I and I crack up, and like I said, I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but I love the fact that when you see a, a Christian family, and they're trying to be all wholesome and everything, and all of a sudden they pull out in their drawer, like, you know, four-foot dildos, and, and yeah. like... Yes. <laughs> I, I think, you know why? Because I'm like, An you know why they have that stuff? Yeah, it's like, you know why they have that stuff? Because it's fun. You know, yeah. that stuff is fun. Get into it. You don't right. have to be all tidy about it. So, again, I don't. I love that. I think that's hilarious. I think know? that comes under the category of, it's funny because it's true. Yes, <laughs> exactly. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Why hide it, man? Absolutely. <laughs> well, maybe don't show everyone your three-foot rope of anal beads, but, you know, don't be a dick like about it. it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, hey, you guys want to see my anal beads? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to hide my personality anymore. This is what I do. <laughs> I know, I love it. He, and he fucking it makes him, like, he, like, makes him put his mouth on it or whatever. Like, yeah, he yeah, puts yeah. It in he front of him and, like, opens his, his mouth sort of onto it. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck, dude? Why would you do that? Uh, uh, when he discovered, but the best part, when he discovered what they were, he actually sniffed them. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, check if they're clean or not. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. He's like, oh, ooh. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, it's Oh, amazing. my God. I, yeah, like I said, it relates to us on a lot of levels because we all had friends like that. You know, mm-hmm. I think I would have been the, the kid with the Hulk hands trying to fight the demons outside. <laughs> you know, right, right. Uh, that would be me. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 actually, love- I have. Yeah. So I, I just love some of the new, very New Zealand turns of phrase, though, in the script. And yes. Just, um, that's really authentic as well. Um, so just, uh, he calls him Cocktopus. That made me laugh just because he's yes. out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> that's the best insult ever. <laughs> yeah. Cocktopus. Yeah. And there's, there's just so many of those little moments uh, I, I love. But uh, the, the one that really, I, I think actually got some weird looks because I sort of howled with laughter at the end of this movie. <laughs> um, it's in the final sequence. He's trying to play the black hymn backwards to reverse the spell they've cast. Sure. The demon. Yes. And he's like, looks down at his fretboard and goes, you know, I'm not sure I'm in the right tuning. <laughs> that's right. Because that's right. who's played metal knows that so many metal songs have dropped tunings on the strings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she goes, are you thinking you're playing it right? He goes, I think so. In fact, yeah. I don't even think I'm in the right tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's the look Medina gives him. That's one of those looks that she does that I just adore in this movie. Agree. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just disappointment. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever played in a band, there's always someone who goes, oh, no, ho, I'm supposed to be in drop E, aren't I? That's what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. I know they uh, even had that like the first time they get together, they go through all the names and then they're like, yes. okay, this is our name. And then uh, they're like, all right, let's play. And then they start playing a song. Like the first time any of them have ever played together. Yeah. And then he makes one mistake and he's like, dude, what the fuck? You said you know how to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell, man? It's like the first time you ever played together and you're already shit. And that's the. Like, and that's the on, bass man. player telling him that. I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I thought you said you know how to play. But yeah, yeah I, I the love fuck, the man. the exchange where they they go around to do the name thing. Uh, what do we call ourselves? Yeah. Yeah, and Zach's just and then they're going around the room and they're and they're and they're describing like the most hideous shit they can think of, and then Zach's just staring at him like, guys, you're all you're all dumb. You're like, I and he does the perfect name, right? Yep. Do you have a? Uh, oh God, uh, when he when his when he delivers the line of. It's deathgasm, all uppercase, because lowercase is for pussies. I think that is like a, a ringtone that I want. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the bit I, know, I love is that the camera tries to look away because someone's going to come up with another name, and he grabs the camera <laughs> and pulls it back. And goes, yeah, he says, that's no, what I fucking that's said. Right. Deathgasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, right. And then they, then they go into playing. Right, first things first, what are we called? Uh, murder boner? Toothed vagina. Oh, maggot spoon. Cannibal unicorn. How about like 13 S's, you know, like. Got it, got it. Death guesses. All spelt in capitals. Lower cases for pussies. Cool. What about. I fucking said.
Dude, I thought you said you could play. Sorry. I, I can, I can. I'm just, I'm, I'm just rusty. Right, from the top. Oh, I'm just mixing it up. I love when they're filming the uh, the music video in the woods. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. It says, uh, I, feel s I, actually, yes. I actually wrote this down. Uh, the name of the song is Intestinal Bungee Jump yes. from <laughs> Crowbar Abortion Productions. <laughs> That's right. And it, it's, you know, it's carrying it, the drum kit through the woods and the look on his face. I know, and he's like... He's like, the yeah, fucking things on. aren't even plugged in. Like, people are, how are people going to believe that we're playing? He's like, no, no, it's going to be badass, dude. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Put, put your leg up on the, on the tree put higher. Put your leg up on the tree. He's like, that looks fucking stupid. Why are you making us do this? It's funny because it's a throwback to, like, all black metal videos. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, there's, a, there's an actual, like, you know, a thing about, you know, playing with the, with the war paint makeup in the woods. I know. <laughs> And that was kind of like the making fun of that aspect of it, and I thought that was funny. Yeah. Again, yeah, I just, again on the love, the, the, the love letters to the metal genre just all the way through this film. I just Yes. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember being with my friends in a band, and we're like, dude, we got to go out and take band <laughs> pictures. Yeah. And you go out to like some outdoor area where it looks kind of badass, and you do you know, tough guy poses where you're not looking directly at the camera and stuff. And like, right. So it was very uh, nostalgic for me of that that time period uh so why don't we talk about the uh i guess sort of the the most famous scene of the movie which is the ice cream scene oh uh so, <laughs> so it was actually after they were shooting this video right because he's right, still on yeah. his, his paint from going to shoot the video and they <laughs> run into medina at the local convenience store or whatever kind of place that is right yeah and they sort of hit it off and and uh she asks, you know, oh, do you want to go get an ice cream with me? And uh, it was funny before they did that was uh, in the background, you know, he's talking to her and his buddies are all like out of view of Medina. And they're like, they're like dry humping each other and doing yeah, that's sexual pantomimes and <laughs> yes. stuff to fuck with them. <laughs> and uh, I was actually watching this with my son. And he goes, I feel like that's going to be me and my friends, like, when someone's talking to a girl and then we're going to do that shit, kind of <laughs> shit. And I'm like, yeah, you probably will, because that's just, like, yeah. guys being assholes. You know you will. So. Exactly. We <laughs> still do I, it, I, actually. I like the bit before that where he says, uh, do you need him from the stop shop? And he's like, yeah, uh, cable ties, rope, gaffer tape, <laughs> bangle yeah, grinder. That's right. <laughs> I don't think they sell that combination of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wasn't it, like, the, the, the ingredients to make napalm or something? <laughs> you asked for too, like <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very clever dialogue for sure. It was great, but yeah, so they they meet up with Medina, Medina. I don't know how they pronounce it in the movie. Medina. Uh, okay, there's a there's a city nearby me that's pronounced Medina that's spelled the same way, so it, no. it throws me off sometimes. <laughs> uh, but it's this this amazing contrast of the two of them sitting and eating ice cream, and she's like the pure blonde. Mm -hmm. white girl angel in a flowery dress and and beautiful and he's you know metal spikes and and war paint and corpse paint yeah 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 <laughs> and they hit it off like so so normally like it's it's not anything to that's either one the, of them yeah but that's the whole thing it's like this is the dream girl of a metalhead it's like this like sure. again that the cheerleader who who doesn't has an i have an identity yet right and all of a sudden she discovers this world of like she's attracted to 
the world, obviously, because she's talking to Brody. And even in the get up, it's like doesn't phase her. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what makes you fall in love with her. You're like, oh, my God, she's she's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> she's where was she when I was in high school? You know, like <laughs> that is I'm sure they were around. But, you yeah. know, yeah, it was just kind of cool that, again, that transition of her fitting into her own world because she was dating his cousin, which was the asshole mm-hmm. bully, you know, and, um. You know, and even I think even reference at one point where, you know, he's like, let's go home or let's go uh, hook up or make out or whatever. She goes, yeah, I really want to, you know, make out with you or whatever after you just, you know, bully the shit out of somebody, you know. You know. Mm. Yeah, so she's got that, so that side to on. it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, in that, yeah the, <laughs> I thought it was just hilarious. I'm sitting there eating ice cream. I'm like and not even aware of what he looks like. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's sort of become the most uh, well-known scene of the movie. Like you see it kind of yeah. shared more often and stuff. But it's a it's a great image. It kind of summarizes the whole thing. Yep. So yep. They're in their own world. Uh, you know? When you were in high school, you never had the benefit of saving the pretty girl from a demon apocalypse. So you <laughs> able to make her fall in love like that. So. Right. Well, she sort of kicks more ass than most of them, though, doesn't she? With that axe. She does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Takes out she several. Which I always. I, I like I like a lady to take care of herself like that. I do yeah, too. Yeah, like her very Fine. first kill when the the demon's about to get the two the two nerdy friends, and then you just <laughs> yeah. see the head split in half, and then yep. through the head split, like the axe pulls out, and you just see her like through the middle of the head. Emer- exactly. She's like, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In perfect frame, you know, it's in yeah. as, as the body's splitting is mm-hmm. so cool. <laughs> Uh, does anyone have any any criticism of this movie at all? Is there anything oh you could criticize possibly? Um, one thing, and sure, I only ahead. noticed it on this last rewatch. And considering I think this is the fifteenth time I've seen this movie, <laughs> I shit you not, it's my most watched movie ever. Um, <laughs> there's a bit where she wants to talk to Brody at the park because obviously she can't go to his house because her ex-boyfriend, the cousin, lives in the same house. So, yeah. Gives his note to Zach. Zach doesn't give the note. Zach right. turns up instead. She's cold. Zach gives her his jacket because she's cold. They make out. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the movie, we find out she keeps his jacket and it's in the backpack. I call bullshit on that. When you're a metalhead, your leather ah. jacket <laughs> is your identity. It's who yeah. you are. Don't care how hot the girl is. You are not lending her your jacket for three to four days. Not happening. No, I gotcha. no. <laughs> That's, you know what? Good call. Good yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because he, he, he seemed to not be that into her anyways. He was like, oh. Was, no, he, got, he said it was bored. bored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was bored. And, did they, and did they have sex or they just make out? No, because you see, he keeps trying to put his hand places. You just see her keep grabbing his hand and putting it yeah. down. So. Right, because yeah. he, because I know Brody asked him, "Did you guys hook up?" And she kind of said yes, and you know, hook up means sure certain things, I guess. Or, so well, it does to him because he's say, "I oh, got to second base, <laughs> anal." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, oh, the man, only... complaints. I don't know, man. The only thing I could one. say is that uh, it's obviously budgetary, but just that some of the effects had to be enhanced with CGI, which didn't look great sometimes but mm-hmm. some of the blood splatters and stuff like that were were um, enhanced like they did a lot of practical stuff where they just added to it right right but uh you know the high budget cgi is is uh the um out of price yeah, for something on this caliber so i don't yeah. necessarily fault it for that it was just kind of one of those things you notice yeah. where you're like eh, if they only had more money they would have made this fucking absolutely perfect you know mm. yeah so 
Spoiler alert, when Zack turns into the demon at the end, I didn't. I thought the demon could look cooler. I was really bothered by the look of the demon mm. uh, or, or how he turned into it. It would look weird. It had like a big neck and it's like a weird look. So right. that's nit, that's nitpicking though. Sure. Um, I wanted to be like a cooler looking because again, through the theme of the whole movie, it's just so cool how, you know, especially like, you know, the characters that they picked and all that. And uh, yes, I was like, man, I want to like, you know, something, something more sinister looking that was kind of like a weird, uh, I don't know, a pickle with eyes or something. It was just weird. <laughs> so <laughs> eyes and a horn. So, but, but overall, dude, I, I can't find anything that no. I even want to nitpick on this movie. Cause it's like, I've told everybody. Sure. I even like made people come over and go, all right, sit down, watch this movie. You gotta, <laughs> you'll, you won't. <laughs> oh my yes. goodness. Yeah. And they're just, and they're like, you know what? That was cool. Yeah, that right. was really cool. Cause a lot of times I'll do that. I'll, I'll put a movie in and they're like, Dude, you you're fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <You> know? <laughs> well, sp- speaking on that to uh, kind of come full circle on the thing about me, uh, kind of trashing my daughter earlier, she does actually have her <laughs> moment still. So it's not all bad between us. So it's actually not really as bad as I make it sound. I I've said before I that I I like to um, I like to exaggerate. Embellish. Yeah, embellish yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I learned that trick from her. She's a great embellisher. Uh, but. I was telling her about this movie and that I was going to be covering it. And she's like, oh, that actually sounds really funny because I've been trying to get her to watch movies with me. Right. And just even like, I don't care, sit and be on your phone, but you'll absorb some of it. Sure. You know, she's 15 going on 16, just kind of an insufferable phase now. (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She actually sat and she was like, that sounds really cool. I'll watch it with you guys. And so she sat and watched it with us. So. I was Did she like it? She at least tried. Yeah, yeah. She was laughing at a lot of it. She liked a lot of okay, uh, cool. the jokes and everything, and she thought it was pretty yeah. funny. She doesn't watch a lot of intense horror, so the gore right. wasn't too much for her because it was kind of thinly veiled you know, humor over top of the gore mm. at the same yeah. time. You know, well, it's, it breaks it's very the, the tension of it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Very, very tongue-in-cheek. Again, like I said, th- to me, these are the fun horror movies that are again you have you still have this the the element of danger yeah. like something you know things are happening things are being taken over the world and you have your heroes or people mm-hmm. you're following or who, who are sort of pure but they're also a ragtag team which yeah. brought it all in there and you know you have the love interest and you have and then the best soundtrack ever so <laughs> bring all that in i think that's how like movies when i was growing up you know like ghoulies too right i, I brought that that notion of not the first one, but the second one, how fun it was and how they had that real tongue-in-cheek humor. Um, right. Those are the type of movies that when I, I just gravitate to. And then, again, like I said, New Zealand's nailing it, man. Sure, sure. Well, why don't we uh, go around and give a, a final thoughts if anyone has anything else they want to say about it and give a rating. I think uh, it's pretty safe to assume what kind of range we're going to be on rating this one. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if you have anything else to add to your thoughts and ratings, Marco. Um, that was pretty much it. Like the whole, the whole f- perfect circle of a, of a, of a horror movie, a perfect storm for me. Uh, getting out of the reality horror into this, this real comic booky feel. Mm-hmm. The way it was edited, the way it was shot, the dialogue, everything to it. I, I just can't stop raving about it. And I was, you know, the whole week when we we're when you said that you were gonna we were gonna do this movie, I was just texting you like, I can't wait, I can't wait. This is right. This is one of the movies I can't wait to talk about. Um, <laughs> it's a perfect ten for me. This nice. movie, I give it a, I give it a ten. I don't have a lot of tens, but this is a ten, and sure. I am so disappointed in myself that I didn't even, you know, when we were doing our top ten list, we put everything on paper, 
yeah, and we're like, yeah. oh my god, there's I know I'm leaving out movies and oh, yeah, because absolutely. because honestly, I watched this last year and it was still kind of new, but it, it, it's gonna be definitely a revised edition to a top ten that we'll have to do when yeah. we visit it. Oh but, yeah, yeah, it's a ten movie, man. Right. No, I, that's great. Uh, what do you think, uh, Boz? Um, I, I I don't do top tens like that because I actually can't. Because sure. yeah. it, it's exactly what you just said. Is that yeah. there will be movies I forget to include because I and well, I, I just yeah. I've always sort of avoided doing that. <laughs> People ask me to do if it. If you I'm approach like, it, oh, I don't if know. you approach it like a living, breathing document, and it can always change, then you can uh, yeah. you can absolutely approach it that way and say, mm. look, I'm putting it on here today, but tomorrow something better yeah. Yeah. might take its place, or you might think about something. You know what I mean? So that's how I approach right. it. Yeah, you're right. You because right. It, it, if you put it in set in stone. Then it's there, and you yeah. and you feel like you can't change it. But if you approach it like, no, this can change, I then know. you I, definitely can. I yeah. hate having to, to shave it down, too. And that was we sort of just did like, well, let's just throw out some stuff to kind of give people yeah. an idea of what type of movies we're into as a new show. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. You know, but obviously, cool. it's it's not anything you want to nail down <laughs> permanently. So, well, right. When you say you, you do a horror podcast, people say to you, oh, what's your favorite horror movie? And I'm like, right. Right. Which subcategory of horror are we talking about? Because <laughs> um, yeah. my, my stock answer is Martyrs, because it blew my flipping mind when I saw that movie, and okay. it's really hard to find anything to top that. But sure. <laughs> the reality is, what's my favorite horror movie? There's only one answer. Fucking Deathgasm, because it's the best movie ever made. That's awesome. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says ever. I will fight them to the death. <laughs> <laughs> it is 10 out of 10 all the way. Um <laughs> There's, very good there's, <clears throat> and it doesn't matter how many times I watch it I always there's always bits I sort of forget about and they make yeah. me laugh again like yes. stupid little stuff like when the demonic possession thing's happening at first and people are throwing up blood in the street there's this tiny yes. little cutaway oh. shot of a pram with blood flying out of the pram <laughs> so yeah. there's a little baby in there throwing up <laughs> the baby yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. oh my god it's brilliant I, I, it is <laughs> you're right I just, love it so many little and it's it's infinitely quotable i mean sure yes i just love it and my my co-host uh, for my sort of original podcast called he goes nothing that was basically about uh movies computer games but me- metal and beer was the things we came back to all the time very good because me and right. casey we say in the uk if you drew a line laterally across um mm-hmm. we is that that's la- latitude yes the latitude. Yes. We grew up on the same latitude at opposite sides of the country, so we actually call that a heavy metal ley line, because we basically okay. had <laughs> identical childhoods growing up. So when I saw this movie, I was like, "You have to watch this movie with me. You cannot watch it alone." And I right. brought him to my house and I put it on. I was like, "You watch this," and we even do the deathgasm handshake now. <laughs> oh, I do that. Oh my, I, we, me and my son do it. We do it. I, that's that's our thing, you know. That, uh, <laughs> I love that. That is great. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah. You could take a movie and put it into your own lifestyle now. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, what did I have for final thoughts? I mean, I I definitely find myself loving more of these um, lighter-hearted and fun movies, but that also pack a ton of punch as far as the way they deliver action and the gore and. Mm-hmm. The, the violence in it and stuff like this where the majority of the violence is towards non-humans obviously takes away the tension when you're killing zombies, demons, monsters 
It doesn't right. mean as much as when it's, you know, humans being killed, whether they're good guys right. or bad guys. So I find myself loving this type of shit more and more. And I've seen this movie three, four, five times, something like that. Uh, and I, I definitely love it. And it's something that every time I watch it, it doesn't, it doesn't go down. It doesn't, like, get old. You don't or, get bored of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I have very little criticism. I wouldn't put it in my, like, I don't know, top ten range or whatever you want to call it. But mm. I still give this one a 9 out of 10. Uh, Very something good. that uh, I really love it. I would recommend it to pretty much anyone. And I am glad that uh, that I caught it and have gotten to experience it a few times. I watched it with my son a few times, with my daughter now. and I've gotten to share it with a few people here and there. And hopefully with people like us spreading the word, more people will see it over the years. And it will develop sort of this cult classic phase. Oh, yeah. Uh, following over time. So I'm going to watch it after we record. Nice. I, I'm, I've been I've been sitting there like we're, we're talking about it. I'm going, man, I, I, I need to watch it again. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to unwind. Well, as I exactly. say, as the unofficial ambassador of this movie to the world, I will continue mm. to sing its praises until my death. Sure. Very good. Gasm. <clears throat> yes. Until your death, Gasm. And oh. <laughs> how, can you, how can you not recommend a movie where they make a weed whacker with barbed wire <laughs> that is used to cut off a demon's dick? <laughs> oh and then when God, it flies through yes. the air, his friend says, Damn, Brody, I knew that you were good at whacking guys off. <laughs> yeah, that barely got a laugh here. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, that, yeah. that device in the UK is called a strimmer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So Not that, a weed whacker. Right, right. <laughs> people are like, what? Yeah. I guess so, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess in New Zealand they call it a weed whacker because they do here too. Yeah, they do, yeah. So we got it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Which I want to try and fashion a weed whacker with barbed wire just to make just because so just so the string doesn't break all the time when I'm doing my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it will definitely fuck up my neighbor's vinyl fence. He's gonna be pissed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you win some, you lose some. Right, yeah, yeah. There's a give and take, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I think we are going to take one more break, and when we come back, we'll give our plugs and say our goodbyes, and then we will set you free. So, what's it like being dead? Hell is awesome. Like, meet some music legends Dio, Kurt Cobain, Dimebag, John Bonham, Paul McCartney. Oh. Yeah, the true, true mayhem have reunited too. So cold, dude. <sighs> Fucking brutal as. Anyway, the band. You gotta keep playing, dude. <sighs> yeah, but everyone's dead. We can't keep calling ourselves Deathgasm. Doesn't feel right. Alright, then we'll change it. How about band source circumcision? Intesticide? How about, like, bestiality bliss? Yeah, how about birth canal boat riders?
Alright, so we are back, and we're gonna say our goodbyes and plug everything. And uh, first, before we get into anything, I just wanted to thank Boz for staying up. Um, I know in your in, in your time zone, it's like four, almost 4 in the morning, or past 4 in the morning now, so... Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us <laughs> super Very late. much so. Uh, it's been a blast. Yeah. I knew it wouldn't be short. Well, <laughs> no, no. Well, it won't be too, too yeah. long, but... Uh, <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking that wasn't on the podcast as well, so that's just yeah. how it goes, right? Absolutely. But yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, it's it's been great to have uh, an extra voice to talk about this movie, and I you know have this kind of idea to try and have people like you come on to talk about something that they really care about instead of bringing you on to talk about something that you don't like. So hmm. that's not a fun time for a guest spot. So <laughs> we don't want to do that to you. We want you to have fun and want to come back. Yeah, again, absolutely. So. Yes. Oh, it'd be an absolute pleasure anytime. So. <laughs> sure. Cool. Maybe not at four in the morning next time. Maybe we'll do like a Saturday during the day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, good with me. <laughs> uh, so it'll just be nighttime for a regular. But uh, why don't you tell everyone where we can keep up with the buzz on uh, various social medias? Okay. Um, best bets Facebook. Uh, we have a page, Little Pot of Horrors. Uh, for pages and groups are weird on Facebook. So we have a group, which is a bit more. You see what's posted. That's the Little Pot of Horrors group therapy page. Right. Um, a bit more interaction on there. <clears throat> um, you can also find me on Simply Syndicated. I'm a rotating host on uh, Movie News, which is a weekly show where we talk about upcoming films, uh, what's happening in the world of films. Um, and then we do a little bit about what we've been watching. So that's my non-horror contribution to podcasting, I suppose. Um, and obviously on the Mighty Legion podcast network, you've got Obsessive Cinema Discourse, uh, which you also have a Facebook group for, so that's easy to find. So that's it, really. Excellent. Uh, what do you guys have going on over at the Sarlacc Digest, Marco? So we are in, in the middle of gearing up for our May the 4th uh, Star Wars Day uh, we're going to have a whole thing at a local uh, brewery here and with music and trivia and everything. So we're, we're gearing that up and we're trying to promote that as much as we can. Um, and that's for the local areas in Victorville, California. But anybody who's in the area, just please come. It's going to be great. And of sure. course, we are going to be recording our 24th episode uh, next uh, next week. So uh, well, I don't know when this comes out, so maybe they'll come out after we record or, or not. But anyway, uh, it's fun to get into the the quarter of a hundred, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, episodes, yeah. getting into the twenty five mark, a, a good milestone. So that's still going to be a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. um, hit us up on our Instagram account uh, under Sarlacc S A R L A C C Digest. Uh, hit us up there on uh, Facebook, and also check us out. Um, on our SoundCloud, iTunes, anywhere where you get your podcasting, and also on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Great. Uh, yeah, I have to start adding your show into the links with all the other links that I put on the show cool. notes. Yeah. Just in case anyone actually <laughs> checks those. <laughs> they accidentally come so, across it. Oh, that's that yeah. show. If that anyone does actually uh, you know, check the, the description or whatever, if you go to the expanded thing where it takes you to the Legion page, everything is like fully linked there for anything if you want a nice simple way to find any of the shit that we talk about i try and put as many links as i can on those posts so it's easy for people to find it all in one place very but, cool uh, so yeah we'll have all the stuff for uh like for your show boz and for i'll add marco stuff and then so what do we have going on here um this show so we have to play a little bit of uh timeline interruption here some multiverse theory 
uh, because I have <laughs> we have uh, another recording tomorrow, a short one, um, an interview with a uh, producer and actor from an independent movie named Head Game. Uh, that that will be coming out very soon, and also a longer interview with Kirando Mitsutaki from uh, Gunwoman, Karate Kill, and Samurai Avenger. Awesome. That is uh, recording. Yes. Uh, he's the writer-director of those movies, um, and that will be myself, Marco, and Bo Ransdale will be uh, on that episode with him. Uh, so sometime in the next week, all three of these things should be coming out. <laughs> so I'm not sure what order. Yeah. So it may be out or watch for it to come out. But either way, just subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher. Uh, and also you can find us on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network, as well as the Legion Podcast Network feeds. Uh, if you look for up either one of those, you'll find our shows and a bunch of other cool shit like Boz's Obsessive Cinema Discourse or Cinema PsyOps, which I have a guest spot coming up on. Or uh, podcast under the stairs, which I had a guest spot on recently. So basically, just follow other shit that I'm also on and listen to me all the time. We we were both on the same episode, but didn't talk to each other. So there you yeah. Go. Uh, awesome. <laughs> all right, talk about time travel. Yeah. And multiverse theory. <laughs> it's like we were in the same show and didn't even record at the same time. How does that work? I've no. Well, just voodoo <laughs> shit. Technology. Magic. Yeah. There was a guitar and a dark hymn, and yeah, it just all went a bit <laughs> weird. Well, now we have to play it backwards. backwards. Yeah. In the wrong tuning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, great. So uh, thanks again, Boz, and we will uh, get this out. Thank as you soon very as we much. Ken, and we'll we'll share this to you so you can uh, we'll put it in your group and everything as well. So lovely. All Thank your you friends can see it. It's been an absolute pleasure, gents, and. Um, we, we, we shall reciprocate one day. We'll, we'll get something sorted. <laughs> That'd be good. Sure, sure. Very cool. Excellent. Excellent. All right, thanks. Deathgasm. Deathgasm. <laughs> I got to bust out my guitar now.